I fucked it. <laughs> Reluctantly crouched at the starting line, engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up, churning and burning. They yearn for the cup, they deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fast fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Rankless and wild, they pour through the turns. They're powerless, impotent, and secretly stern. As the speed goes through the finish, the flags go down. The fans go up, and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone, all alone in a time of need because he's racing and pacing and plotting the course. He's fighting and biting and riding on his horse. He's going the distance. Uh, I remember that song. Yes, that's Cake. Yes, it is. The Distance from Fashion Nugget 1996. What a great album. Wasn't bad. It was a good album. It wasn't bad. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Let's introduce this bullshit. This is Invert the Y. Captain's Log, Stardate Log, 12.1.5.9, and the USS Invert the Y is orbiting another planet at a retronome, and bullshit. And today, I got him back, Rocket Russell. Yeah. <laughs> if you could see it, we're sitting yeah. here with our arms waved. Sorry, man, I, uh, I had a false start. Yeah. I've been known to do that. <laughs> Rocket Russell, you've come in, man. We're going to... And I'll, I'll quickly before we yes. get started, yes. I noticed that the last episode you aired was yes. episode number fifty. It was, yes. Congratulations Thanks, on man. making fifty, man. That's a big milestone. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was. Um, it's the most ambitious I've ever been in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've not we've pumped out fifty episodes. Yeah, I was. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. That's I a know. milestone. Dude. It was a milestone. You be proud. I didn't think we'd get that far. You know, and it's it, it's, uh, it's um interesting. So I've got a guy at work I've put onto it. Is listening. Oh. And shout out to the guy at work. Shout out to the guy at work. And he's saying how it's evolved. It has. I'll tell you something. Serious Sam, shout out to him. Haven't seen him for a while. I think he's a bit upset with me. <laughs> he had a statistic, uh, some kind of algorithm, because he's a very smart guy, and he was tracking the amount of Fs, the F-bombs I used to say in each podcast. Yep. I'd like to know what it is at the moment, because I've reduced it big time. Yeah, but... I'm more family friendly than I used to be. Family friendly. I think so. And along the way, you know, trials and tribulations, Jason relaxations disappeared and turned into a sock puppet. That's right, Richard Dan, how are you? Rocket Russ, good to see you again. How are you, Jace, the sock puppet? <laughs> he's a suppressive personality. No, he's not part of the podcast yet again. He's MIA. Um, yeah, no, it's um, different now. We obviously don't record uh at mum's basement we're at dad's garage now so we've gone up in the world still got two people that listen to this bullshit um, one this week because i'm here yeah so one and maybe the guy at work shout oh, out yeah, to him two. yep yep yeah so two yep um just remember to subscribe guy at work <laughs> and maybe put some comments on the facebook page if you want us to have certain topics that's the next thing i'm gonna say Ooh. yeah and you know this week got my first troll from america <gasps> on my Facebook page. Oh, you must be so proud. I was. I was wrapped. Because he, <laughs> he stuck on uh, the Facebook page something about Trump. Oh. And I replied back saying, look, man, I'm sorry, but we don't really do politics here. I think I've maybe t- spoken about it with Jason some point along the way on this podcast. But we don't really do it. 
politics. No. It's not our thing. And I said Especially to him, American politics. I mean, yeah, I don't know enough about so it. It's like, complicated. I don't know. I'm I've not, had an American try to explain it to me, and I same. still don't understand same. it. It's just odd, man. Same. I it's, had a guy that, I, when I was travelling around Europe, there was a guy that was in college at the time doing political science. Yep. And he knew everything about our political system. And I asked him about, well, can you give me a brief overview of your political system? I didn't understand any of it, dude. And I've given up on it. But anyway, this guy put on the Facebook page something about Trump. And I very politely replied, look, man, we don't really do it. Sorry if we annoyed you. Because he said, well, if you don't do anything about politics, don't put your shit on my feed. What he didn't realise is is that I actually advertise this podcast. So it's going to go everywhere, right? And he's gone, well, don't put your shit on my feed. And I'm like, well, don't, well, you know you've just put your shit on my feed, so fuck <laughs> off. Right? Is basically what I told this guy. Shout out to Random Troll. Thank you for being my first troll. I do appreciate it. Actually, I know a lie. We've had two trolls. He's my second. The first one was this guy says to me and Jason Relaxation, why don't you burn your Robotech dolls? <sighs> right? Because I'd put, I'd posted something about. I had these Robotech dolls, and I donated yeah, no, I, them. I've, you remember that? Yeah, yeah I've seen them. You've seen them, right? Yeah, yeah at the old studio. Well, and after Pedro, the story about Pedro doing the hair. Pedro, mate, he did some hairdressing on a doll. That is no bullshit. And this guy randomly posts on our Facebook page, uh, "Why don't you burn your dolls?" And I said, "Well, I'm not doing that. You fuck." Right, and that and that was it. Never heard back from him. So, come at me, come at me, motherfuckers! I don't give a shit. Right, I, I like it. I actually enjoy it. You know, it's like watching that special of uh, Jimmy Carr's, where it's like heckle me. That's right. I don't. I don't mind. I I don't take this shit seriously. You know, like, and I don't do it for money. I do it for love. I do it for fun. So you can. Uh, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Yep. But thank you for telling me that it was fifty episodes. That means this has to be episode fifty-one. <laughs> Oh no! I'm sorry, Jason. Yeah, right, oh, sorry, he Mr. doesn't Stop like it, man. J- Jason relaxation goes. I don't like you numbering the episodes. That was that died off, and I think it was episode twelve. We had a rant about that. Yes. So this is episode fifty-one, folks. And this episode, unless, unless he puts it up at a different time. No, I'll, I'll make this fifty-one. You know why I'll make this fifty-one? Because ah, it's just finished. Yep. It's exactly. This is going to be a Formula One 2019 season review. So this is pertinent. It's time time sensitive. See. Jason Relaxation and I used to have debates ages ago about, you know what, you might feel that we put up better or funnier podcasts earlier on in the piece, but you've got to release the Formula One stuff straight away because the shit changes all the time. Like yep. Even at the end of the season, right, we'll get to it, there's rumours and speculation going on all over the place. And if you release this in, say, four or five weeks, now you might listen to it in four or five weeks' time, but I need to date stamp it like pretty soon. Yep. Because it's irrelevant. But he didn't get that, right? And that's why he's basically walked off with a hissy fit, and I do all of it now. Shout out to Jason Relaxation. I don't know where he is. He's a sock puppet. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, topic of the show, let's get into it. Formula One season review, it's finished. Uh, At the time of this recording last weekend, Abu Dhabi was the last race. It was. And you know what? Let's just go straight into it. The race that Abu Dhabi was was... It summed up this season perfectly for me. It was boring. It was processional. It was predictable, just like this season. And I was sitting there, and I've spoken to you, Rocket Russell, and I've spoken to Supermodel. And Pickle Bear. And Pickle Bear, all about this. And I said that was the perfect scenario for this season because it was, it was exactly what I just said. It was boring. And yet the – I know it's their job, 
But the ITV, oh, sorry, not ITV, Sky, Sky F1, were basically saying, oh, well, uh, it was a fantastic season. What a great season. And what a great way to end the season at Abu Dhabi. And I'm like, what, what season of Formula One were you watching, guys? I but I know they have to what, say it. Three good races, and that yeah. was after the summer break. Pretty much, dude. Maybe the race before the summer break, and then probably two or three after yeah, the summer break. It was and then the, it's just been, it's been a procession again. It's been... And you know what? Abu Dhabi... I think Martin Brundle might have said it, and good on him. He said the way the Mercedes basically, you know, went into the distance and was untouchable has gone back to the 2014 season where they were so dominant. They've they've become dominant again. So every other team, we'll get to it, yep. the wheels have fallen off literally, and no one can touch Mercedes at the end of the season. So I've got a bad feeling about 2020. We might actually touch on that after this Rocket Russell. Oh, yeah. We we'll might have, have a little a quick... bit of a preview, roll the dice, see what we think might happen. Yes, yeah, it's really early to even start I know. thinking about that. I know. But I've got some theories on some driver theory. movements that will yeah. happen at the end of 2020. Yeah. So what we wanted to do was go through team by team, driver by driver, and then at the end of that we, we wanted to do a category of the rookie of the year because this year we had – a number of rookies for the first time for a long time, I can remember. And it's one the highest number in years. Yeah, not it? just one rookie. Like we had quite a few in the one hit, um, and so we thought we would actually give our impression of who the rookie of the year was. Um, the result might surprise. It will, and it might differ from. I'm about your to say, opinion. well, we've we've had a brief discussion, and we know yeah. we've differed on a few things. That's right. Already, so we'll it should see. be fun. Yeah. It should be fun. Let's get into it. All right, let's go f- team by team. Mercedes, winner of the Constructors' Championship again. I think the six-year running since 2014, and also they had the Driver' Championship as well with yes. Lewis Hamilton. Mate, Easily let's done. what I should say too. Let's grade it. Like, let's give them a grade, like school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's so, what I'd plan on doing. So. Oh, be- see, great minds think alike, dude. Mercedes A plus. Easy. Easy. You Easy. agree? They um they had a slight dip after the summer period. Um, I think everyone. I don't think they had a dip as such. I think everyone caught up. I think what happened was they probably made a conscious effort to stop development of that car because they had pretty much the constructors and drivers championships one. pretty much won. So they would have developed. They would have turned their attention to the twenty twenty car. So I think development on that car stopped a little, quite a bit, and they would have then you know other teams were probably still developing. But having said that, we'll get to the other teams. Yep, that we will. So they, yeah, they didn't really get. They didn't touch them at all. So A plus, A plus. Um, so yeah, you can't fault them. Do you want to go driver by driver as well with yeah, the individual team? Yep. yep. So obviously Lewis Hamilton, oh. world champion again, six world titles, mate. That guy's an A plus this season too. Is I hate saying it, but I've got to say that guy has been phenomenal in every area. I think. So I st- and I, you know. We've discussed this many times throughout the year that I really hated Lewis Hamilton Same. at the start of the year. His whole swagger, his swagger, yeah, his neglect it. of history. Yep. You know, he sat there in interviews and was like, "Oh, is it? Oh, am I? Yeah." Do you remember but when all I of a sudden to... now after summer break he's very up? You know, yep. he's very on top of it. He's yep. He's reinvented. I gotta himself say, almost. I got. I totally agree, man. I was going to say exactly what you just said. I, I, ha- I didn't like Lewis Hamilton. Not because of his talent. He's got the he's oh, got great talent. No, I'm look. not gonna debate that. But what I was getting annoyed with him was when he kept denying about uh, you know, titles and, and records that were about to be broken by him. 
when he was being interviewed by different publications saying, are you aware that you've, you're one pole away from Ayrton Senna's pole or if you win another race, you're going to catch Michael Schumacher's or whatever it is? And he kept saying, oh, really? I don't pay attention to that. And you, yeah. you knew damn full well, well that he was. Let's look at previous years. You know he's watched them. Of course you he does. You know he's been all over them. Of course. And, yeah, and then all of a sudden this year he was like, oh, yeah, I don't watch that. I don't yet. watch that, yeah. I don't. Yeah, but then all of a sudden summer break happens. I think somebody's giving him a slap up the side yep. and said, mate, you're getting some bad publicity from yep. this crap. i got to say, man. He's switched. He's, he's, i got to say I he's like He's almost bearable. I was going to say, if I just took from summer break to now – and I forgot all the history. I actually like him. Yeah. No, he's not. He's, he's not being a dick. He's been quite personable. Yep. He's, you know, been really good yep. with the after-race chats. Yep. He's been, you know what? He hasn't had the sour grapes when things haven't gone his way. He's been a real great sportsman with Valtteri. We'll get to him in a minute. Yep. And he's been well aware of his records that he can break. Yeah. So I mean, he's very, he's being up front saying, you know what? I am going to go for the records now. I am going to go for seven world titles and and equal Michael Schumacher. Um, he's not denying that he wants to break all the records that Schumacher has laid out before him. I respect that. I'd rather him come clean and just yeah. say, "Yeah, I'm ambitious. I want to beat. The, I want. I want the records." You know, the entire F1 is about the history of F1. Yeah, you know, everything relates back to the history of F1. You know, it, it's it. You can't deny that. No. So I don't know why. I think you're right. Maybe someone just spoke to him, but he just seems to carry himself better now. Since the summer break. I actually respect him now. Yeah, bar his vegan crap stuff. Uh, you, you know what? Come on. I don't care about what he does with that shit. Nah. What I care about is when he's on the track and he's being interviewed, he doesn't act like a like a twat, right? That's a really... Self-righteous twat. Yeah, pretty much. And now he's actually being respectable. And so his behavior is mirroring his talent on the track, and now he's just formidable. Yeah. The guy's formidable, man. He's, yeah. Uh, he, Next year's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go straight to my prediction. He's going to be very much the favourite for the world championship again, and so is Mercedes. I don't see anybody getting near Mercedes. I really don't. No. I really don't. Because we'll get to Valtteri Bottas. Yes, so he didn't qualify as well. So that's... that's I'm, I'm pretty sure this is out by race. So he was out-qualified by Lewis Hamilton, so it was 14 to 7. Oh, no, that's right, isn't it? They're 21. Yeah, 21, yeah. Yep, so, yeah, out-qualified Bottas. Yeah, easy, yeah. But you know what? Bottas, uh, at the start of the season, was pretty competitive and everyone was saying he was Bottas oh, 2.0. 2.0, yeah. You know, he grew the beard and the beard gave him, like, special powers, like Hercules. Samson. Samson. You oh, know when Samson, Samson had right, the hair? Yes. And then Delilah, D- D- Delilah came and chopped his hair off. And he was And he was, he was rooted after that. But no, about, uh, Bottas, um, you know what? He... You know what I'm thinking now? Maybe behind the scenes, his personal life, because he's actually come out and said that he's, he's, getting, a he's getting a divorce with his, his wife. From <laughs> yeah, remember, in the week I said, um, no joke, she's really a beautiful woman. She's a lovely she, woman. His wife. God, it looks like his sister. But it does it? look like his sister. It's kind of freaky. You could, he could have easily said... They could almost be twins. What's her name? I have no I idea. I have no... Is it Amelia? Is it... I think, Something like... It starts think, with A. That sounds familiar. So... Something. Uh, you're going to quickly Google it? I'm quickly. going to do my head in. Oh, I, I think, yeah, they look like brother and sister, which once I told Supermodel that, he couldn't get it out of his head. And was, they do. Yeah. He was a bit shattered after that. Poor old Supermodel. Shout out to him. Shout out to Supermodel. He knows who he is. Amelia. Amelia. Okay. Very I was close. close. I was close. Very close. Um, yeah, I think, you know what? In hindsight, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. 
but his performance started to drop off mid-season. Mid-season dropped off. Yeah. Had a bit of an okay towards the back end of the season. So I'm guessing when the divorce was all decided yeah. and settled, it, he, he came back yeah. a little but bit. But you know what? He looked rattled in Abu Dhabi. He didn't. Because he. I don't know if you saw the interview with um, Sky F1, and they sort of sat him down and said, oh, you know, you're pretty – How your season, what did you think about it? And he said, oh, I've got to work on a lot of things. And then somebody, I think it might have been Lazenby, he brought up, Oh, uh, you know your difficulties in your personal life. You know we're sorry to hear that something came up. Yep, and I think that was the first time he's admitted it outside of his. I think he posted it on Twitter that he was getting divorced. Yeah. I reckon it's got some. I, I I'm just going to put it out there. I think it affected him. I really do. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason he's come out saying it is for his career. Yeah, he's yeah. sacrificing. She's hot. Oh, you know what I'd say? Fuck Formula One. I've made enough money. <laughs> I'm not getting divorced. Because he's punching above his weight. He's, well and truly. He's, he's badass. I'm, I'm sorry to tell him. Only because it's his sister. Only <laughs> because it's his sister. <laughs> um, hey, did we give... um? We gave Hamilton a, a score. Oh, no, we didn't. So Hamilton, A+. Plus. A+, plus, yeah. yeah. So he, him and Mercedes, A+. Plus. Yep. I, I'm going to go a C+, plus for badass. Oh, I think you're being a bit harsh. I was going to go... Not really, because I think he really did fall away. I mean, his first couple of races were brilliant. And then he was nothing. Until yeah. just after the summer break. Yeah. I mean, that's a big chunk of the season then, to be... Not nothing, but, you know, yeah. not, there was no standouts. Yeah, and also, too, did you hear Ricardo when he was asked about um, if he was in the Mercedes car, would he have done a better job than Bottas? And he actually said, well, I'm not saying Valtteri didn't do a good job, but I would have done a better job in that car for sure. I would. He's not saying I, I would beat Hamilton, but I would have given, been, been a lot closer. I'll tell you what, I think that's true. So yeah, look, Bottas, I'm going to say B minus because I think he started oh, so C plus B minus. Yeah, it's yeah, potato, potato, potato. But I'm just being kind on the on the poor guy. No, look, you know? I think like, he, he's if he had have done more in the middle part of the season, he would have got the B. But yeah. I mean, it's just the middle part of the season which killed him. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. He did fall off pretty hard after I'd say the summer break. Yeah, it was probably tough on him. Before the sun break, there was before, a yeah, just chunk. before, yeah. But in Australia, he was awesome, he and was then awesome. was it Bahrain? He was pretty competitive. There was those early. He had glimpses, yeah, but nothing. No, nothing no. stood out after that. No, and I mean, and saying that, I mean, he is against Hamilton, who is a cl- a class act. The, the dude's on fire, man. And look, I, I go back to him again. I'm glad you picked up on it because I was too. He's much more humble in a good way when he's being interviewed. He's aware of the records. He's not hiding the fact that he wants to go for it. He's not hiding the fact that he's ambitious. I think he's being a less chatty on the radio and giving shit to the team. Remember we was bad-mouthing the team a little bit with... Why have you done this, what, Why have you done this, guys? Why did you leave these ties on? I think we've made a mistake. He's actually shutting his trap a little bit on the radio. Um, I respect that more. You know, yeah, from him. So he's, yeah. So Bottas, you say C+, plus, I say B-, minus. potato, potato. But we all agree that uh, Hamilton's an A+. Plus. A+, plus for right. sure. Cool. Let's go to Ferrari. Because they this came second. Hurts. They came second in the championship. And I'm going to go. Uh, <sighs> this hurts. Yeah, I know. Because this is my. I know you're a yeah. Ferrari fan. So am I, dude. Man, between Ferrari and Williams, yep. both of them hurt me this year. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to fucking Williams. All right. Um. You know, with the potentials they showed in testing, I'm going to go with D. Yeah. I know that's harsh. Yeah. But what happened between testing and, like, they were a second and a half clear of the field. I mean, I know Mercedes in testing is, you can never. No. They don't never show their full hand. No. But still a second and a half to the rest of the field. Yeah. 
and and they dropped off too pretty much after the summer break. Or maybe not they, even they that. They had a few they really had, good races after well, the summer break. Like, well, they won Monza well and truly. Yeah, you know, they won. But, had but a few that's things, when. But, but that was before the engine got scrutinized. Got scrutinized. But that's come back, and there was no no foul. I know, but somehow, somewhere along the oh, line, the engine powers happened. something's gone on because whilst the scrutineering didn't say that they were doing anything illegal with their engine, they clearly had a pace straight line disadvantage towards the latter part of the season after they were scrutinised. So something's happened. Something right? happened. So and see that goes with my D. You know, there's something not right there. Yeah. You know, they didn't. That testing was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. You're like I'm. I had one of the biggest boners for weeks <laughs> after that, thinking, hey, you know, it's been, what, 2008 with Kimmy? Was it 2009? Uh, 2007, Kimmy won the... Seven? Yeah, 2007. And Kimmy, look, you know, this is the problem with Ferrari now. Like, they have not won a championship to, to, since 2007. They almost won it with Felipe Massa in 2008 it's, or nine. Was eight, eight, point, eight, 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 because nine... Uh, Jensen, Jensen Button won it by a country mile. So 2008, they almost won it, but Lewis Hamilton snatched it right at the end in Brazil. Was it one or eight points? That rings a bell for some. Well, they, he had to finish fifth, and he did. Yeah. Right? He didn't win the race, but he had to finish, and he won it at the last race of the season in Brazil, uh, and that was in 2008, and Massa got robbed. But the last Ferrari championship was in 2007, and Kimi uh, Raikkonen won that, and... That was a bit of a surprise because actually, do you because remember that was the last couple of races? That was the last well, couple of ra- uh, races. But did you, the look on Kimmy's face was like, "Shit, did I win the championship?" Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He had like this like befuddled like, look on his how face. The hell like, did that happen? How did that happen? You know, that's cra- I love Kimmy. He's yeah, Kimmy's best. awesome. So Ferrari, your overall score was a D. A D. I'm going to give them a. I'm going to give them a D minus. Ooh, yeah, because I, I, I was being controversial. No, because I think they there was something wrong with that car that they didn't develop. Well, properly. they've gone. They've, they've they've openly admitted they went with a low friction. Yeah. theory, but a low friction means low downforce. Yeah, low they, downforce doesn't work. But they they got progressively worse as the season went on. So oh. something in their development program was wrong, was off. And the other thing was was that if you look at their strategies, they made oh, they they, made they, some, they screwed they Leclerc. screwed Leclerc. I think there's yeah. actually a table I was looking at this morning about it was a list by list of how Leclerc was screwed. Yes, over and over. Leclerc again. got screwed so many times, and so I'm not just looking at the car now. I'm looking at the team. Oh, because that car was, wasn't as bad as the results. I think the team was horrible, and they, they happened for the last couple of years. Yeah. I think Bonotto is doing good. Yeah, but I think we're not going to see it until maybe 2021. The stuff he's doing behind the scenes, because I mean. He's a new principal this year. What's his name? Stefan. Stefan. Domenicali. But he, no, he'd gone ages ago. You're talking about Arriva Bene. Arriva Bene, sorry. Yeah, yeah. River Bene was the predecessor. Yeah. So they've come out and said this year they're changing their management structure back to... The Arriva Bene years. Well, before that, back oh, to... Oh, Domenicali years. Domenicali years where it was, you know, an umbrella. Yeah. But at the moment, it's a pole. It's yeah. A, you know, everything goes up. And so they've changed that. So... Uh, yeah, it's See, it's been a bad year. Yeah, it's but well, that's why I give him a D minus yep. because the car. It, yes, it was off. Uh, the The philosophy of the car was wrong, Very but wrong. but having said that, they I think the development program was off as well. But even if you excuse the car, they're the human beings hitting the buttons on Call the pit the wall, calling the shots, 
were, were really off this year. And that was inexcusable because at that, so you got to remember Ferrari have got potentially the best people on the pit wall because they, they've got the most money. So they pay whatever the hell they want to pay for, you know, salaries to get the best people. And those guys are the best in the in the business, apart from maybe a Mercedes. And they were so off with their pitch strategy this year. Leclerc, what would you say? At least two race victories where he was cost. He, they cost him two race victories. At least two. I'd say three. Potentially, yeah. Easily three. Yeah. So you know, so I give them a D because I think the combination of uh, wrong philosophy, uh, bad pit calling or pit strategies and also and the R&D. Preference to um, Seb. Yeah, that cost them too. They've yeah. got to get over that shit as well. They've still got this thing in their head that they need a number one driver and I think those days are gone, right? Unless you've got a really uneven mix of drivers. Like say you've got like, I don't know, Vettel versus George Russell in a Ferrari, a rookie versus a four-time world championship. Maybe you give preference to the four-time world champion, yep. right? But... They didn't have well. They did end this way too. They actually had Leclerc and they had Vettel. But the problem, okay, we'll get to the drivers now. Yep. I'm going to give Vettel a fucking D minus. Easy. He was a disgrace this year, right? He was awful, and he's done. I'm telling you, now, he's done. If he's His in that contract's car- up at the end of the year, and uh, I mean, we'll discuss it now quickly. He's gone. He's gone, man. He will not be in a Ferrari at the end of ne- uh, next year. He no. will not be. He'll do one more year, and I don't care even if he turns it around in 2020. The damage is done. And right. I think with, well, I mean, you know, the, the big rumor at the moment is Hamilton's. Yeah, switching. did you hear about that? Oh, it's Autosport released a video yesterday. I watched it, and it was uh, he visited during the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix the president of Ferrari or the Fiat Motor Group, and apparently Autosport was saying you don't do that by chance. No, you don't just run into someone like that by that, chance. That's an appointment. That that's an made. appointment. They made an appointment together to sit down and talk about futures. And I wouldn't, I've told I've said this before, I wouldn't put it past Hamilton to go to Ferrari because he wants a challenge to finish his career off and he wants to do what Vettel couldn't do. Well, he hasn't been able to do it, has he? That's what he I mean. He was bought over he wants for one to, reason. And, yep, he, and look, admittedly the car that he's been given probably isn't what he's used to. I mean, we know from Daniel Ricciardo and listening to him that the Red Bull car was a very specific car it handled yeah. very very differently to the Renault and I imagine the Ferrari you know so yeah, it's not totally his fault but he has dropped the eight ball he's oh, no, a, he made too many mistakes he's made heaps of no, basic mistakes just, even Abu Dhabi was it was it oh, qualifying it was, like, it was qualifying he, he was trying to even Brundle referred to it as a rookie error rookie, yeah, well see now even the commentators are saying He's making way too many mistakes that even a rookie wouldn't make at that level, yeah. right? And this is a four-time world champion. You'd expect someone like me or you to make it in Formula oh, yeah. One, twenty eighteen. Yeah. That's right, twenty eighteen in Formula One. Shout out the supermodel and Pickle Bear and Pickle Bear. He's fucking. He's quick. Oh yeah, he's very he's very good. Pickle Bear very on this good. shit. So yeah, so we give uh, Sebastian a D minus. D minus. We give Ferrari a D, and we got to talk about Leclerc. What do you so give Leclerc? The qualifying, let's have a look at the quick qualifying stats. Leclerc was 11 and Seb, oh, I have to keep going down the table, was 9. So that's definitely one race before, isn't it? Oh, this table's all out of whack. Well, Leclerc, it doesn't matter. Leclerc, Leclerc out-qualified him. him. And that's for his second year in F1, first year at Ferrari. First year at Ferrari with you know with all that pressure. And look, I, I'm going to give him a B. I'm going to give him the same. I'm going to give him a B. I think Leclerc 
made a few too many mistakes for my liking. He especially did. at uh, uh, Baku. He put oh. it in the wall during qualifying. Hang on. We all we do all, that. We all do that. Yeah, I know. I, I've, I've gone off that exact I know. same spot. But, the, but there's a difference between me, you, and Supermodel and the Pickle Bear playing Formula <laughs> 1 2018 on the Xbox. <laughs> These guys get paid millions and millions and millions of dollars to not do that shit. Look, I'll, right? if someone wants to pay me millions and millions of dollars to play it on the Xbox. I know. Well, there's you know what? Thumbs up Microsoft should pay me to play on the fucking Xbox. God, I hope they don't record our conversations they, on that They Xbox. know. Well, no, I've got contacts at Microsoft. They listen to this bullshit. They know. Oh, I'm te- you know that they know because there's a certain person that has affiliation with them. Yes, we all know. Yes. And they laugh whenever I piss and shit on the Xbox. And I will, I'll continue to piss and shit on it until things improve. But that's another story for another day. But, but yeah, look, Clark, um, look, I think he has, for his second season, I think he's learnt a lot. Um. I think towards the start of the season, he was a bit of a pussy. I yeah. think that touch with um, Max Verstappen. Yeah. Uh, was that Hungary? No, was that Red Bull? Red Bull ring where oh, yeah. uh, they Austria. had the wheel, yeah. the wheel yeah. slam. I yeah. think he learnt a lot from that and yeah. came back slightly a different driver. I think he was a tougher driver. Yeah. He let people go around him. After Max gave him that little slam, yep. didn't get a penalty, I think he went, okay, well, I can drive a bit harder, you know. Or yeah. He can get away with that. I can get away well, with Well, you know what? Around the midpoint of the season, I think Ferrari should have shifted their focus from Vettel to Leclerc because Leclerc was driving way better than Sebastian was. Yep. And, uh, you know, Sebastian was pathetic this year. I, I don't care what anyone says. He was and at that level for a, driving a Ferrari. You don't drive for like a multiple that. world. Champion. You don't. You don't. I'm sorry. It's almost like he needs fucking glasses. I'm being serious. And how do you make those mistakes and and walk away to tell the tale? And I think I actually think Sebastian's rattled. He looked. Was it Abu Dhabi when he went off for qualifying? He shook his head, walked back to the pits, or something like this, and he just like. He'd given up. And he was making comments as well like, oh, well, I'm, I'm falling out of love with Formula One with all these rules. And, you know, when the, uh, what was it, the, the engine blew up somewhere, I can't remember what race it was, he says, bring bring back the V10s the 10. or bring back the V12s. Come on, you know. I think he's got one more year in Formula One. I'm telling you now he well, does. Well, he's just had his third kid. Yep. Yeah. Well, there was Autosport, of, someone's put it up as well saying that, is he going to pull a, 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 a Nico Rosberg? Where he just announces rap, you know, suddenly he's r- retiring. Yeah. I, I, I can't see Sebastian Vettel going into the 2021 season on his current form. I just can't see it. He'll just not, give it away. Not in a top-tier no. team. No, he Definitely won't. not in a top-tier team. Because I think top-tier teams, yeah, we'll discuss this yeah. towards the end, but I think there's going to be a lot of changes and... It's going to be a very interesting 2021. I do if, too. If the rules change. I mean, well, we're going to have to suffer through next year because yeah. next year, basically, we're using the same cars. Yeah, we know. We know it's got, the, the result will be next year. We just know. But we'll get to that. We'll get to Let's that. Let's get to uh, Red Bull, Red Bull Racing Honda. I'm going to give Red Bull, I'm going to give them an A-. minus. Mm. Well, let's see. We're, we're very close. Do you, want, do you want my rationale? Okay, go for it. I almost went a B plus. Oh, well, that's where, that's I was where almost where I went a B plus. I'm I'm teetering. I'm flip flopping. Well, but, I'm a, I'm a B plus. Okay, all right. I I say A minus only because Honda I think have done better than we all thought they would. Honda have done amazing. That's my B plus. If yeah. it hadn't been for that, I mean, I don't think they've had a stellar season. No, they've had a couple of wins. They've had some. Well, I mean, Max got his first pole position, didn't he, during the year? He got yeah, and he's had a couple of race victories he's too. Had a couple of race victories. Um, I think all round, I think it's been. 
not a great year in Red Bull scheme of things. I think they've achieved their targets, though, Rocket Russell, because they went into this season going, we've got the new Honda uh, engine. engine. This is a installation uh, test-type year for us. We don't plan to really be competitive this year. I, I do feel that their results probably surprised them and Honda, but also to... When well, their I results think, were good enough for Honda to re-sign. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. They, exactly. Honda were... We're flip flop, you know. They weren't committed to beyond twenty twenty, and they've just resigned till twenty end of twenty twenty one, haven't they? Or twenty twenty two? Yes, something like that. Just something like that, or maybe it's beyond that. No, it's only, it's not a major deal. Is I it think, three years? I think it's a. We'll we'll touch on the twenty twenty one regulations, and if we like what the car does, we'll hang around. If not, we'll. Uh, yeah, but they did. They definitely resigned. They've resigned. Yeah. I think it's to the end of twenty twenty one. Okay, but they've they've committed to. They've committed, they've so committed. that's better because I mean they'd only committed to the end yeah. of the year. And again, so, well, I'll get to McLaren, but I feel that that's a great fit for Red Bull because they've got a works manufacturer behind them now, and they're gonna they're going they're going to benefit from that at some point. But the only thing I'll say, Red Bull definitely lost some uh, performance and momentum towards the end of the season. They were really like around Austria. Around that period, after the summer break and just before it, they were really, really I think, uh, pushing said, hard. The races, a couple of races after the summer break were by far the best races yeah. of the year. I mean, we had Red Bull stepped up, Ferrari were having a go, Mercedes yep. were on the back foot. They were and a bit, all, yeah. all of a sudden, it's flipped back around. You know? It was, yes. Mercedes just kicked, kicked everybody's ass. But, but I do think Red Bull did lose something a little bit towards the end of the season. They didn't do too bad. They in didn't Abu- do too bad. No, at Abu Dhabi, but they did lose Qualified a Qualified well. Yeah. But they, they definitely benefited, I think, this year. And the, the surprise was Honda. Definitely. So the surprise is Honda, how good and competitive Honda was. And I think it was Brazil where the Toro Rosso, who they also use Honda Power, basically uh, out-dragged a Mercedes going up the, the hill, straight, yeah. going up the hill down the straight. Um, that was impressive. Everyone was like, whoa, the Honda's actually got has out-dragged the Mercedes. That's not happened before, so not by anyone, but no. So they're in good shape for next season, man. I think for next season, it's looking good. Honda's second year back. Yep, you've got to walk into the year happy. Drivers, Maxi, uh, A plus, man. Oh, I'm, I'm, I was an A. I'm still probably an A. I think he's had a stellar year. Yeah. Um, for the car that he's got, he's wrangled the shit out of that car. He really he, has. When he throws that car, yep. he's and he's destroyed a teammate yet again in Gasly. Yep, Gasly's gone. Got, you know, and Albon, we'll get to him in a second, but I think he's he's just wrangled the crap out of that car and he's done more than the car's probably capable of doing. And I don't think any other driver, maybe apart from Daniel, if he was still in Daniel Ricciardo, if he was still at the Red Bull, um, could probably achieve. But he's he's probably exceeded their expectations with what the car is. Yeah, and, definitely. Oh, man, I... I can't. Got his first pole. Got and a he's not of made any mistakes, man. Hardly any. No. Whereas Verstappen in the old days, when he first came at oh. Red Bull, he did make mistakes. He did. He was a fucking hothead. He was. He made mistakes a lot. No, it's this year's been a consistent. Yeah, he's been. He's been I think it's his, his best year. Yeah, he's and, had a couple of good run-ins with the clerk. Yep. And you know yeah. what? I gotta say, he hasn't been a hot like a big head either when he's been interviewed. He's been, no, he's very, been pretty humble. Pretty humble. Pretty mellow. Um. Respect to him. Barry's, I, quite, I don't Barry's dislike cheating him. Claim. No, Barry's cheating claim. That's, that's oh yeah, that's but, been his, you know, yeah, his... that was funny though. 
that was kind of funny when he accused Ferrari of cheating. That yeah. was funny. You, you need you need that man. You can't have like yeah, it shows he's got a bit of personality. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. of spunk. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, he, so he, for him for me he's an A plus. You're yep. a, you're an A. I'm an A. I'm a solid A. We'll go to Albon because Albon's his current teammate. Um, I'm going to give Albon an A plus. I'm going to give him an A. Uh, I'm going to give him an A plus. Uh, I think he deserves. No, it. Yes. Well, he has. Yeah. He was impressive in the Toro Rosso. I mean, he yep. was the most impressive between him and Kvyat. Yes. Um, got promoted at the summer break up to the big boys. Yep. Has done. I'd say he's done enough to stay there. Yes. He's done a consistent job for what was expected of him. You know, he hasn't really. He's had a few mistakes, but that's to be expected. You know, it's his rookie year. Yeah. I think for his rookie year, you'd be at the end of it, you'd be smiling. Yeah, you oh, know? for sure. Well, he's been given the nod to stay there next, next year. Next year. So he's, um, he's, and when he's what? Which race was it where he had the exact same qualifying time as Max? Uh, was uh, that Mexico? Was it Mexico? It or, may have been or Mexico. Or was it Brazil? No, Brazil. Okay. Brazil. Where they had yeah. the exact same qualifying time. I, I, may, I would have walked straight to the casino after that. Yeah, for sure. No, he's done what he needed to do. He was not expected to beat Max. No. But he's done the, enough to keep him in the seat for next year. He's been consistent. Yep. He hasn't made silly mistakes. No. Uh, look, he's really good on the interviews. I mean, you have to say those, we'll say it now, the three rookies of the year, George Russell, Norris. Do you want to do the rookie of the year? Do you want to No, jump? no, do it at the end. Okay. Right. But those are the three rookies of the year that stand out, really. Yep. I mean, what's his name? Giovanni. Uh, that Giovinazzi's not a rookie. No, was that's it? his second year, wasn't he? Did he yeah, year? he did a year before. He year. was in Sauber last year. Yeah. Um, I think those three have actually shown great promise in the interviewing. They've all really like Lando Norris is absolutely piss funny. Uh, me, well, you know what? All these guys are trained from a big, the very beginning. Young. I mean, they're what? Like, what Norris turned twenty yeah, during the year, but they're groomed. You got to remember, they're well. being groomed. Yeah, right. So, well. so they they're they're but they're personable. You know, you yeah, look yeah, at yeah. the years previous where yeah, some of the drivers have just been. Dicks. Bad interviews. Yeah, dicks. Yeah. 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 Been dicks. Been dicks. Yeah. You know, but these all three of them, first year, I think they've stood up. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So Albon, Albon's, um, I think he's done what he needed to do and Verstappen's been awesome. But you know what, Rocket Russell? Oh. We've got a surprise because in Invert the Y, we're so popular. We've actually got contacts with Dr. Helmut Marco. <gasps> Is that happening? Yes. Did you arrange that? I did arrange that. And I'm going to try and call Dr. Helmut Marco now to see what he thinks of the Red Bull season. So let's see if we can get him on the blow. If we don't, he might ring us back if he's, if he's got... Oh, have you got the Bluetooth hooked up? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all over this, man. You're getting good at this, aren't you? I'm getting pretty good. Well, I say that now, but you never know. I might <laughs> say... go all bad. This could you know, go real bad. Should never do these things no. live. We need a three second delay. No. So I'm just going to see if Dr. Helmut Marco is available. This is live, folks, so we don't know. We did discuss, you did discuss it with him. Before. I did discuss it with him, yeah, cool. but he, hey. he might be busy. He's a busy man. He is a very busy man. Yeah. Ooh, it's ringing in my ears. Mm. Oh, you'll hear it. Yeah. This isn't good. He's a very busy man. This isn't I'll leave a message. Don't. Yeah, hello. Oh. oh, is that Dr. Helmut Marco? Oh, yes, he's uh, Dr. Helmut Marco here. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, Dr. Helmut Marco, this is Retro Dan and Rocket Russell. You're live on Invert the Why. Oh, my goodness. I have not prepared for this moment, but I will do what I can. <laughs> 
Dr. Helmut Marco, Rocket Russell and I just discussing uh, the, the, the F1 season in review and we're up to Red Bull. We just wanted to get your thoughts on how you, you felt Red Bull was going this year, how they went this year. Look, you know, we, we had some good races. Max was very, very good. Unfortunately, Pierre did not know how to drive the fucking car. <laughs> so we had a lot of bad results with him. And then luckily, Alex, you know, he come in the car. He does pretty good as well. Uh, but, uh, you know, that fuck with Lewis Hamilton, he fucking crashed him. He should have been on the podium. And then suddenly Pierre can drive a shit car. I just don't understand the fucking, <laughs> the, how that man works. Oh. But apart from that, you know, it is it was not a bad year for us. So here at Invert the Why, we've actually given you a score, Dr. Helmet. Um... What did we give the team? We gave the team an A. We gave them an A. An yeah. A for the year? I think it was an A. Yep. We've given Maxi an You know, the first year with the Honda, we are away from those fucking French in the fucking Renault. They're fucking idiots. You know? It, it is not good. It's pretty good. The Japanese, you know, they're pretty happy. And you've re-signed them for, was that two years you've re-signed Honda? Look, yes. Uh, into 2021, we will see how the car goes. You know? Oh. We see what happens. You, you've, you've been very happy with the Honda this year, Doctor Helmet, Marco. Ah, uh, look, you know it's been pretty good for us. You know we can't complain. A couple of wins, you know. As I said, just unfortunately, uh, Pierre does not know how to drive the fucking car. So you know, a few results probably did not go our way. And and, and what did you think of Max's performance this year? Ah, uh, look, you know he's a very strange-looking person, but he can drive <laughs> the fucking car. <laughs> And how did it feel to get his first pole of the year? Were you were at the race? Was there a big celebration afterwards? Look, you know, I don't want to say anything, but we definitely did get on the gas. You know, no pun intended. <laughs> what is it, the drumming? You know, I, this funny sound coming along here. Sorry, Dr. Homer, Marco. There's sometimes just some interference on the oh, phone. Fuck, I'm crying. So, so what's, um, your, what's your prediction for next year? What, what do you think in terms of competitiveness? Do you think Red Bull can actually fight for the front against Mercedes next year? Is that your hope? You know, I, am, I, don't, I don't know. You know, Alex now will be second year in the car. Maybe he can do a little better. But uh, Max, you know, he's probably one day going to be the champion. I just do not know if next year will be the year. Oh, okay. Mercedes are just too dominant. You, you think 2021 is where you, you're, you're aiming? Look, I think as everyone is, to 2021 is where we are trying to do a better job. I think also Valtteri next year, hopefully, you know, he can beat that fucking Hamilton because I'm sick of seeing that can't win all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Helmut, it's been an enlightening conversation. Dr. Helmut, Marco, we know you're very busy. Have you got anything else that you want to say before you head off? Uh, Red Bull gives you wings. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Helmut, Marco, thank you very much. Again, I I think you have a plumbing leak or a drum or something going on there. We we have a few leaks here, Dr. Helmut, Marco, like some Renault Renault engines you used to have. Back in oh, 2018. Know, maybe it's good now, but, you know, that Cyril, he's a bit of a fuck. I don't know what to say about him. He like want to have a threesome with me and my wife. It's quite strange, but, you know, different people, you know, they're very odd people. You don't you don't like Cyril or people? Look, you know, he's a fucking used car salesman if I have ever seen one. 
Do you think he sold Daniel the story? A fucking lemon. He sold him the fucking kitchen sink. He doesn't even need a sink. You you drive s- a fucking Formula One car. What do you need a sink for, you know? <laughs> Were you surprised that Daniel Ricciardo left Red Bull and, and went to Renault? Dr. Helmut? You know, he probably didn't get treated as good as he should have. I was, you know, maybe once or twice. I should have given him a reach around, but, you know, I didn't opt for it. But, you know, he's a good young man. And hopefully one day, you know, we get a good car, he can win the championship as well. Even if it's in a Renault? Well, look, you know, let's be realistic. That thing is a bucket of fucking balls. I, I just cannot see it winning. I can't either, Dr. Helmut Marco. I really can't. Dr. Well, Helmut Marco. I've got my friend, Heinz Harold Trenton. He's calling me on the other line. He's quite a, a good man. You know, he used to race for a few teams. Yes, he used to race for Williams. He won an Imola. Doc- and Jordan. And Jordan. Race at Imola. Yes, 1997. It's a very funny name, but no, you know, when he gets behind the wheel, nothing funny about that. I'll tell you something now, Dr. Helmut Marco. You look at a picture of Heinz Harold Franson and David Duchovny from the X-Files, they look the same. That's no bullshit. Now, that is, would be a very fun devil's tactical for me to ride, you know. <laughs> Dr. Helmut Marco, thank you for being on Invert the Why. We know you're very busy. We really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll look any time, and I must say, I'll free the same. A visit, a visit, saying Dr. Helmut. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 <laughs> oh fuck! He's a he's a great guy, Dr. Helmut Marco. He's to, a champion. To take a call like that. I mean, yes. What's the time in Austria? Well, you see the strings I pull. I tell you, what do I have to do to get more subscribers? I've got the personal landline phone number of Dr. Helmut Marco. That's all I got to say. I tell you, to answer a call in Austria. I know it costs this, me a lot of money. God. Well, you're not on one of those... Um, no, I don't have Patreon. Is it, what, Patreon? Oh, you make money with that bullshit. Oh, that's that thing. No, I'm talking about, ding you know. Ding two, ding, yeah, 2.15am, he's answered yeah. the phone call. That's how powerful you are. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the Thank interesting you. thing about Dr. Helmut Marco is he has so many different accents. <laughs> <laughs> he swings around about. He swings around on all sorts of shit. Okay, so let's go from Red Bull to McLaren Renault. So McLaren running the Renault engines again this year. Last year. And last year. Um, and they've got one more year of Renault, and then they go back to Mercedes. Jeez. That says a lot. Um, I'm going to give McLaren Renault, I'm going to give them an A. Ah, oh, see, I'm, again, we're close. I'm actually giving them an A+. plus because I, I was think, close on that. I think it has been a stellar yeah. season for them. I was actually, um, I was going to give them an A+, plus, but I thought A. I'll just take oh, it back look, a bit. you can't, they've been there, they've, you know, they're, They've been good. They've yeah. been brilliant. You know, their drivers, was it um, Lando Norris 11 to Sainz is 10? Yep. Um, I think they've been a really good package. And, I mean, they've built throughout the year. You know, they were down the back at the start of the season. Now, you know, end of the season, they're fighting in the top well, 10. you got to remember where they were last year. And last year, they were they were dog, gone. Dog, dog shit, right? And this year... Even with Alonso behind the wheel, they couldn't yeah, do anything. Yeah, that's right. And so you got to wonder what Alonso could do in that car. But the the thing with the, uh, McLaren is without 
Alonso, they've done really well with their two drivers. And I've got to say, Carlos Sainz Jr., who went from Renault to McLaren, has landed on his feet, and he's been phenomenal. He I'm going to give that guy an A+. I'm jumping the gun. Ooh, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. Yeah, fuck it. Mate, he's... Um, I was definitely an A. He's had a standout season. A+, plus, man. Carlos Sainz Jr. has been... Because he looked like nothing last year at Renault. Oh, because Renault was, was shit. Yes. It was shit. And uh, actually, I remember there was an interview or something was said that when Carlos went from the Toro Rosso to the Renault. Because remember, Red Bull were trying to appease him by saying, look, we haven't got any room at the in at the main team with Daniel and Max being in the car. How about you go and do some work with Renault because you're bored at Toro Rosso <clears throat> and you've still got a contract with us. So when you come back, you'll come back into the main team when one of those drivers leave. And when he went into the Renault, he actually said it's not much better than the Toro Rosso. Right, when he was asked. That's how shit the Renault was. Yep. Right? But then I think Renault made a huge mistake letting him go. I don't know why they did that. I actually think it was a bit vindictive, if I'm honest. I think they saw him as a Red Bull driver because he was still affiliated with Red Bull at that point. And then he, uh, they said, well, we want to wipe our hands of Red Bull completely. And they, I don't know this. I'm, I'm speculating. But he got let go and he went to McLaren and everyone went that thought that he was on his way out because McLaren were not good. And I've got to horrible. say, he's landed on his feet. He's having the time of his life in that thing. Oh, him, and the car's him and Norris, great. Him and Norris. Really well interviewed. Yep. They, they get along really well. Yep. Yep. Um, they do now because they're not winning. But, and they're not fighting for championships. It'd be interesting to see no, how but, they go. I mean, but, did you see the interview regarding the qualifying stats? Yeah, that, that was, was fun. They were brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Because you know, it was yep. 10 apiece at the time. Yep. They're having fun with it. They're having, they're having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Um, I think Zach's been quite approachable this year well you know what Zach Brown's done a great effort to rebuild that team because they got that Andrea Seidel Seidel who's the team principal yep and he's uh he's done a good job he's done a great job right and I'm actually gonna say that fear McLaren again fear McLaren I think McLaren are on the rise I'm not gonna say they're gonna win championships next year They're, they're saying they won't but they're in good position for 2021. They're in a great position yep. for 2021. They've got that um, oil money now. Yep, they got now the they, yeah. Well, they, they've had that for a while. They've know, had but uh, it's really flowing. It's now. flowing now yeah. that you know. I think it was flowing when they weren't winning. Now that they've not winning, but they've really progressed. I reckon. And they've always money. had great facilities, so they don't oh. need to spend a bucket load now to 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 avoid the. Uh, Budget cap in 2021. They've got all the facilities they need. I reckon the McLaren are a real force again. I really do. I think next year will be yep. a, another great year because yeah. I can't... No, uh, they won't go backwards, I don't think. No, I think they'll go forwards. I think they'll yep. be taking more to Red Bull. I mean, this year has been really a fight with Renault for them, which they've won. Well, you know what? The Renault engine's not bad. We'll get to Renault in a yeah, bit. Yeah, no, but I'm saying their fight this year. They haven't been playing with the top boys. They've been playing no, in that middle no, pack. And no, I think next year, if this year was any indication, I think they'll be playing up there with the big boys next year. They want to uh, they want to get to fight with Red Bull if Red Bull stay the third best team. Because the, the thing about Formula 1 2019 was it was so shit for one reason. The top three teams were so far in. They were lapping McLarens at Abu Dhabi, Right. And, and the McLarens finished, what, uh, fourth, then fifth, or sixth, or something like this? Fifth and sixth, wasn't it? Or sixth. So basically, the top three teams are so far ahead of everybody else, they lap all the other teams. That's bullshit, right? So, and I don't, again, I've spoke, we spoke about this in the last podcast we talked about with Formula One. I don't see the 2021 regulations changing that. I really don't, right? Apart from the, the cars looking much, much nicer because they're cosmetically different. 
everything else is going to be the same. I don't see it changing. I really don't. Um, and so... If they expected changes, they would have taken the DRS off the back end. Oh, did you see the Abu Dhabi race where DRS wasn't working and the race was actually better? Because the drivers, guess what, had to fight for overtaking. And they've, you know, as soon as they put DRS on, it was all artificial bullshit, right? And I'm with you. If if they felt confident that those new regulations made the cars more competitive in terms of getting closer and aiding overtaking, they would have left DRS off, but they've not. They've left it in. So it changes nothing. Thing. Yep. What a joke. Yes. So McLaren, we say A. I'm going to say... Sainz, a. I, I, you say A, I say A+. Because I think he's been phenomenal. I really think... I really, really feel that guy's a bit underrated. I really do. He's been overlooked. I think he's... I definitely Until was underrated now. last year. Until now. Um, But no, he's... You know, I've seen a, quite a few docos with him and his dad. Like his dad I loved as a rally driver. Oh, he's his awesome. His dad was an amazing yeah. rally driver. Yeah. And just the way they interact, and you know, it's nah, they're yeah. good. He's 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 a star of the future. I don't think he's a world championship contender. No, he's not yet. But I think he's, you know what? He's he he needs to mature a little bit, and he might take a little bit longer to mature than say a Max Verstappen because I think he's older than Max, isn't he? By year two or two, year or two yeah. years. Yep. So he needs to mature a little bit longer than Verstappen does. I don't think he's got the raw talent of Verstappen. No, but he's got. He's got. But he's listen. Uh, one of the interviews they were talking to his dad, and his dad said the same thing. He doesn't have raw talent, but the amount of hours he puts into yeah. training and practice makes up for not having. Yep. The and raw you know talent. what? I think he's a smart driver. I think he's intelligent. He's a smart guy, but I think he's intelligent. You know why? Because I think when he's racing, you know how sometimes drivers have got raw talent, but they're not the most intelligent. I'm not. They're all smart guys, but what I'm saying is. Nico Rosberg was always more intelligent, I think, as a racer than maybe Lewis Hamilton was in the early days of Mercedes because he'd outthink and outstrategize other drivers, right? But I think Carlos Sainz is like that. He's like a Nico Rosberg. He doesn't have the best talent in the world, the natural raw talent, but he's got a very smart F1 brain. Yep. And he can outthink other drivers, I think. And I think Daniel Ricciardo's like that too. Daniel Ricciardo's a legend, but we'll, yeah, get, to we'll him. get to him. We'll get to him, man. We'll get to him. So, we we happy with McLaren? We haven't discussed Oh, Lando. Oh, Lando. Yeah, so how can we forget Lando? Oh, okay. Well, he's an A-plus too, man. He's a he's standout year. He's an A-plus. He's an yeah. A-plus. To, to qualify where he has first year, to put the car where he has, he's done well. He's A-plus, man. Minimal mistakes. Great interviews. Yep. He's um, awesome. He's have awesome. Watched, so, you know I'm into that iRacing crap. I PC. don't watch that, no, man. Oh, I race it, but I watch it a lot as well. Um, him and Max are on it a fair bit. Oh, okay, yep. Lando's got his own channel. Funny as fuck. The guy, you know what? He's so him fun. and Max actually watching Max on it. I've always thought Max was a bit of a no, a finish. You know, the no yeah. personality. He's actually very funny. He was. Um, well, he he gets along with Daniel Ricciardo really well now. Have yeah. you seen the Instagrams with him and Daniel Ricciardo? Yep, they're like hugging each other, swapping helmets. Um, and Lando Norris is, a, I think he's just a generally nice kid. Like he's, um, they just turned twenty, didn't he? Yeah, he's a he's a young kid. Yeah, right. And but no, watching him on this, his YouTube channel with Max and all that, yeah, they're just they're they're good guys. And th- yeah. the Instagram, you know, I, this is why very I, funny stuff. This is why I like Max this year. He's mellowed. I think he's mellowed this year a little bit compared to what I he think was he's like. Ma- yeah, definitely matured compared to what he was he's like. Not when as he, much of a hothead. As no, he he's not. You know, I don't want to revisit. Verstappen, because we talked about it, but that's why I like him this year. Even when he interviews, um, he, he's he's much more mature. He's mellow. He's not being arrogant as much as he was. 
Um, I think maybe he's, I don't know why, maybe he's just getting older and he's not the youngest now on the grid. Yeah. Um, and Lando Norris just comes into the grid as a, a very mellow topic. Yeah. Very um, humble for topic. your rookie year. Yep. Be happy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That was if, if that was everyone's rookie year, they'd yep. be happy. Yeah. yeah, I think McLaren had potentially the best driver lineup this year. I really feel that uh, in terms of even competitiveness, they both both drivers were both performing very very well. There wasn't any issues. Um, they were they were they. I think they had the best driver lineup. I really do. No, they had a good driver lineup, yep. and I think they probably one of the standout teams of the year. Oh, they were for sure because no one, everyone wrote them off. Yeah, they were know? gone. So yeah, no, McLaren, thumbs up, thumbs up, guys. McLaren, A plus across the board for McLaren. I think. Yep. Um, Renault. <laughs> oh. If I had the wah 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 sound effect, I'd run it, but I don't have one. Why not? Uh, we don't have it. Never, we we got it. We had cricket sounds, but Jason relaxation accidentally overwrote them, and I don't know how to put it back on. Oh, okay. So, uh, Renault. I'm giving Renault a D minus. I think that's fair. I'm, I'm um, being a prick. I they were fucking awful this year. They were I'm, I'm a D. I'm a solid D with them. They're, I don't think they did anything. Um, they were awful, awful. You know what? I knew there was a problem. Back in Australia, back in Melbourne Park, because right up until the qualifying um, uh, session of Albert Park, Alan, uh, Alan Prost, or I can't, I can't say it the proper Alain Alain Prost, he was talking up Renault. He was saying he's the motorsports chief, but that's he, his well, job. he's the special advisor for Renault, yeah. and he wasn't saying that we're going to win the championship. We're not going to win races, but we're going to be knocking on the door for the top three teams. And we've we've worked so hard. We've met all of our targets this year, which is the first time we've ever done that. You know, in winter testing and all of that sort of period, and you know, we, we, we our engines way better. You know, we've we've done what we needed to do, right? And then qualifying happened, and you could see his face get so long and demoralised. That team, their shoulders slumped straight away because they were so off the pace from Melbourne, and they never improved. Their uh, their um, development was behind. They they had poor strategy. They left Ricardo out on shitty tyres for so long, so many times, and it cost him points, right? Yep. There was a period of time during near the summer break where they were fighting to even get points. Right, they were fighting to qualify, and I'm telling you now, the Q3, sorry, yep, and I'm telling you now, towards the end of the season, Toro Rosso looked more competitive, and if Haas didn't have their woes with their tires, Haas would have beaten the shit out of them, because I think that Haas car was faster than a Renault, I really do, right? Apart from the tire issues that they had, right? And the other issues, and the other issues, right? Which we'll get to. Yep. So they they're a D minus, and yeah, I'm telling you now, I don't think for the amount of money they've spent, they should be higher on the, the table. Well, that's the other thing they said. Oh, we've got a uh, our budget's been increased, the border behind us. They end the season in chaos. That I, I think the border second guessing their their uh, Formula One investment. Investment. I think the team is not being led very well by Cyril Abipal. I really believe that. I think. Um, Bad strategy. Bad strategies. Poor R&D. So no development on that car at all. That's what they're saying. But I actually think they did develop it. The only thing I'm going to say about Renault is their reliability was better. 
Because yeah. that motor's been that good. That motor's been good. I think they're let down yep. now is there's chassis and aerodynamics. Yeah, the package. only engine blow up they had was in Abu Dhabi, but that was because Daniel had a really old engine in the back of that thing for practice. I think it was P1. That engine failed, and they knew it would probably go. And it was only going to be used for practice, so it didn't cost him anything. No. But in terms of the races, that car's been pretty reliable, and that's the only thing they can take away with them at the end of the year going, you know what, at least we've got our reliability, but Jesus Christ, they've got to find so much time over the winter period to try and catch up to any of these teams, even McLaren. Oh. Even McLaren is so far ahead of them. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's. I don't even know how they're going to beat a fourth best team, which is McLaren. They're awful. Yeah, it's it's a long road. So what did you give them again? I gave them a D. I gave them a D minus because they shit me. Yeah. Right? Now, the drivers. So let's go to Nico Hulkenberg first. He's out of Formula One. He didn't get a seat. No seat. Um, he, he got basically replaced by incoming uh, Esteban o- Ocon for oh. next year. He didn't get a seat uh, in any other team in Formula One. So he's out. He's gone. But I'm going to give Nico a C this year. I'm going to give him a C minus. He's had a solid year. I, I, um, nothing stand out. No, he's been off colour, I think. And again, if we go back down to our little table here, where's his name? Daniel Ricciardo, 14. Why the hell can I not see his well, name? Well, seven. Daniel smashed him in qualifying. Yep. Right? And beat him in the races as well in terms of points. So he got... See, Nico Hulkenberg, when Daniel Ricciardo went into that team, they all said, ooh, this would be interesting because... For the first time, Nico Hulkenberg's got a decent teammate. Because remember, leading up to... He had Grosjean, wasn't it? Was it Grosjean? No, he no. Had, no, he had... Uh, Sainz. He had Carlos Sainz, which was definitely a great teammate, but he wasn't there long enough. No. And he had Jolien Palmer in the first year at Renault, which he was he, shit. He got kicked out of his first season of Formula One. Yep. Uh, who else did he have? He had, he had pretty average teammates. And then Daniel came into it, and everyone was like, okay, this is his true test now. And unfortunately, Daniel smashed him, right? But I really feel that Nico Hulkenberg's motivation was lacking this year. He didn't seem like... He just went through the motions. The car was, I think, not the car that was promised to him. Because remember, he went from Force India, when they were Force India, to Renault on the back of the idea that they're a works manufacturing team. They're going to invest heavily into the program. And at some point during his three-year tenure at that team, he was going to see results. And you know what? He didn't. Nothing. And there's a picture of him after the German Grand Prix where he put the car into the wall when he was looking for a podium, his first podium finish. He looked so despondent, so shattered, because he knew that was it. That and, and shortly after that, surprise, surprise, they announced Ocon replacing him. Yep. So I think even Cyril Abipal had enough of him, right? It just there was no standout for him in this year. No, it was just, he's a C. It, like you said, it was just like a emotion. No, there, yep. there was no... Look, just, I'm sure with behind the scenes there was, but from what we saw as the general public, there was nothing there. No, it, he looked like he just had enough. Yeah, and he just had that. Even when he was interviewed, like, "Well, you don't have a Formula One seat. What are you going to do?" He goes, "Oh, well, life will go on." Yeah. You know, just didn't give a shit. So no, I, 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 I've earned my money. I've earned my money. You know, the, the, he goes to other options, but he doesn't want to do DTM. He doesn't want to do any of that. He's been on record saying that. So I don't know what the hell he's going to do. He's, you've said that he doesn't want to do Formula E because I said maybe he'd do that. Formula E's all full as well now. Exactly right. So he's no, he's not racing next year, right? Not in anything. No. And then, then they were saying, well, do you want to do simulation work at the factory or do you want to do testing roles with other teams? And he's, he's turned it all down. So he's not – you know what? That guy's going to take his, his bag of money 
and he's just going to live his good life with the hottest girlfriend on the grid. Have you seen his girlfriend? No. Oh, Jesus Christ, she's smoking. So why would you why would you race cars when you got her? I don't know. I haven't and it doesn't it. look like his sister. I'm telling you now. <laughs> doesn't look like his sister. So so let's move on to Daniel. What do we give? So you give Nico what? He's a C. There was no standout. We both we both agree. Yeah, he wasn't. You know, yeah, it wasn't. No, there's nothing you could really. See. It's one of those years where I'm struggling to. There were no good points. There were no, no. bad points. He shit. was consistently shit. No. Yeah, there was, yeah. So let's get to Daniel, Daniel Ricciardo. I'm going to be up front. He's my favourite Formula 1 driver. Oh, he's got to be. He's he's awesome. As far as current crop of drivers with a personality, he's got to be, I mean, he's got to be top of the pops. You look at that arm. I think he's one of the most well-liked in the paddock too because I think every driver, you see him in photos and you see him talking to all the drivers, I don't think any of those drivers don't respect him. No, they will love it. Yeah. Look at that interview, the driver interview where he had Lando Norris. Oh, that was funny. Pissing himself. L- Lando like, was wetting pubes? himself. Yeah. Do you have pubes? Do you even have pubes yet, Lando? Uh, um, it was, yeah. What do you give Daniel Ricciardo in his first year at Renault? Look, he's had some moments. He's had some mistakes. He's had some shitty strategies. He's had some shitty cars. I, I, if I look at as a package, I, I think he's managed to keep himself happy. He's, he looks very happy. He's kept the motivation. Yep. I was what, listening to an interview with him just the other night, and he's still walking into next year selling the used car salesman dream that he's going he, to be he, in there. He's to be able to walk out of a year like that. And I think you said it the other day to me when we were playing F1 was he can look at Red Bull this year and they haven't done anything yet. No, that's so right. He, it's not like he's he didn't lose anything on no. a championship no. title. So he's, what What did he lose? Max won, what, three races? Yeah. So he's probably saying to himself, well, maybe I could have won one or two races this year, but it's not what I want. I don't care about race wins. I want titles. I want titles, yeah. So he's not losing anything by no. having gone to Renault. Um, um, it's hard. To, uh, my, my view will be skewed because he's Daniel Ricciardo. He's an Aussie. Um, I'm going to go B. For managing to be able to walk away from a shitty year like that and still be as motivated yeah. and as positive as you are. I was going to give him a B plus. Yeah, and, and and this is my rationale. Um, he beat a very tough teammate yeah. and made that teammate look average. He rallied the team around him, right? So you got to remember all of these factors here. So he got the team to rally around him. Yes, right. So he goes into twenty twenty with the team rallying around him, and he's going to be the number one driver. That's something he never got at Red Bull, no. right? So he he one hundred percent has achieved his target, and he knew he wasn't going to win a title this year, let alone a race, let alone a podium. So he knew that he was going to achieve one thing, and that's to get the team on his side, and he did it. He's done that. Right, against a guy that was formidable, against the guy that had been in the team two seasons prior to him arriving. Yeah, and that's, and, I mean, the car, yep. you had those two years, you've had the car built yep. around you, you should have performed a little and, better. When he first started racing in that Renault, he wasn't driving that well, and he came out saying, "I need to learn how to drive this car. It's not what I'm used to." Because he was in a, he went from a Red Bull, and he could break late into the corners, yeah, the and Red he had better famous, grip, famous for being able to all that break. stuff, right? And the Renault was shit on braking, so he had to he had to change his strategy and and the way he drove. I think he by the end of the season drove really really well. He got screwed by 
poor strategy. Again, both. I think yeah, that's both why them did. Yeah, so Renault need to pull their socks up. Not only do they need to make a good car, they need to actually change the way they do their strategy because their strategy was awful this year. Um, so, but I think he's he's definitely for me. He's a he's a B. Yeah, I no, think he. I think yeah. he's definitely done more than I th- I expected him to do. Um, and I'm and I know I'm biased, but I think if I look at all those factors, he's a solid B. He's yeah, yeah. He's, he's done. He's done well. Yeah, and to walk again to walk out of this year still motivated for next year. Yeah, that's a good sign. I think so. Let's move on. Toro Rosso. Dun dun dun. Doctor Helmet. Um, I would say. I would give Toro Rosso probably a B plus. I see. I was thinking a C because again, it's look they've had a couple of podiums. I think Kvyat's done. No, that's why I give him a B plus because of the podiums. They've had a couple of podiums. Yeah. Okay. No B, uh, C plus. I'm going to go C plus. Okay. I don't think they've had a standout year. I think they've been in the right spot at the right time for a couple of things that have happened, like you know, Albon, poor old Albon, getting taken out by a certain world champion and things like that. I'm They've had a good year, not a standout year. There's no... We've got to remember where they are in the pecking order. Oh, they're well down the pecking so order. They, so they've, they've punched above their weight in, in they order have, where yeah. they are. I mean, basically, well, they almost beat Renault. Yeah, I mean, I basically mean, they are a feeder team for the big boys. Yeah, that's right. But they almost beat Renault too, so you've got to remember that. And yes, that was based on freaky results like uh, Gasly's second place at Brazil. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think they, they did really well. For, they have to for do, the, I mean, look, yes, they've got those freaky results, but they have been in the position to take exactly advantage right. of those. So you've exactly right. They're not, they're, not, they're not a Williams. No. No, we'll get, def- we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So, so I say B, you say C. C. Okay. I'm going to oh. go with C. C plus. Dude. Okay. It'd be nice because they, you know, they've not had a bad year and such. All right. So they've had some driver changes, but we'll go with the consistent driver that they've had, which was Kvyat. I think he's been I, – I was surprised that he got looked over for the promotion to the big seat. Uh, we went into that. I think he's out of favour with Dr. Helmut Marco. We should have – We should have asked Helmut. We forgot, oh. to re- we forgot to ask him. Do we get to ring him back for Toro Rosso? <laughs> See if he's available. I don't know if he's available. Um, yeah, it's uh, – I don't think they've had a bad year. Kvyat's had a really good year for, in, in, for him. You know, to be to be demoted from the big boys and have a year where you haven't sucked, but you haven't excelled. So what did you give Kvyat? I gave him a C. I'm going to give him a B+. Plus. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Because he walked tall. The first part of the season, he was beating all of his teammates, yep. um, including Albon. He got great results that exceeded expectation. And you've got to remember, he got dumped... He's been dumped from Red Bull, yeah, um, and he's come back into that team, and then he got overlooked by. Uh, I say I forgot about the whole dumping thing. He got dumped. Go, yeah. Remember, dumped, he got yep. he got dumped. Not not, not this year, but he got dumped. Yep. Uh, was it last uh, twenty seventeen? He got dumped. Was it sixteen? Twenty sixteen? He got dumped. dumped. Yep. Right. So so he's he's come back, walked tall. He got overlooked for promotion back up to the main senior team at Red Bull. Because yeah, Albon got that. Most people would have, you know, cracked, especially yep. being a senior driver. Yep. So he's he's hanging and in he, there. He's, he's stood tall yep. after that. He's had a yep. he's had a good He's had a season. great year, right? So he's he's really done well. So Kvyat is always unfortunately going to be in a junior Red Bull team because he's out of favour with Dr. Helmut Marco, right? Dr. Marco. Yeah, well, I forgot to ask him that. 
Um, so th- that's a problem for him, but he's going to have to th- figure that out later on. Problem. It's a nice <laughs> <Ice> problem. <laughs> I won't get there, man. Um, what about? Uh, well, now we've got uh, Gasly back in the team. Yep. We've already talked about Albon. Albon did start in the junior team, which was Toro Rosso. Then he got promoted up to Red Bull proper. We've talked about Albon. Gasly got Gasly. promoted. I'm going to say Gasly is a he's a B minus. I was going to go C plus. No, I think he's I think he's filling a seat at the moment. I don't think. I mean, he had that second. Well, you know what? Since he went back to okay, so let's go. He's gone back. He's actually done better since yes. he went back. So let's let's go through it for the viewers that don't know. He started off in Red Bull, the senior team, against Max Verstappen. He was filling the seat that Daniel Ricciardo left when he went to Renault, and he crumbled, basically. He was way off the pace, and there's a great, great bit of uh, audio feed where he's almost crying in Bahrain during qualifying because he, he says, I can't control this car. I don't know what I'm doing, right? And the reason they reckon that is is because they've designed that Red Bull around Max Verstappen, right? They designed it for Max Verstappen. And so he's gone into a car that he doesn't know, can't control, doesn't like, and he, he goes it's meant to, to be pieces. a very nervous car with uh, it's, very strong brakes. Apparently, it's really difficult to drive, mm. and he had real trouble driving it, right? Yeah, he just he was shocking. For, he he's was not awful. a bad driver. Generally, he's not a bad driver. No, he's he not. Had he, had, he had a shock. He was shocking, right? And he made way too many mistakes. He binned it in uh, inappropriate places, and they dropped him before the summer break, didn't they? So uh, when he went back to Toro Rosso, the junior team, and all the pressure was off him, and the he's eyes... Had, he's had a good, great It's, it's kind of like the Eye of Sauron from Lord of the Rings. Dr. Helmut Marco wasn't looking at him yeah, as much. He, he's up the other end. He's up the other end of the grid. And you know what? He he performed great after yeah, that. He hasn't had a bad no. and, second half of the season. And then he got that podium yep. in Brazil, and he was a hero. Uh, even though it was a freak of nature, it wasn't based purely on performance. No, but, but they again, did, they were in that position exactly. to be able to take advantage of they that. They capitalised on it. So, you know, he had a great season, I think, at the end of the day, given the shit he went through at the start of it. What do you, what do you, oh, sorry, no, I've just brought up. I didn't realise how bad Haas' Haas's season oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, no, no, sorry. So, uh, we've talked about Toro Rosso. Let's get to Racing Point. Um, I'm going to give Racing Point a C+. Plus. See, I think they're, uh, they're definitely a C. You're a but C. They haven't, but I'm gonna, oh, they a, haven't lit the world on no, fire. No, but I give them a plus for a certain reason. Sergio Perez, I think. He's been awesome. He has had their standout year. I oh, think, again... What do you give him then? Oh, I actually think he's he's a solid B. Maybe I, even borderline a B plus. I give Ser- he's been consistent. I give Sergio a B plus. Yeah, he's definitely yep. in that little ballpark. Yep. Um, he's ha- it's not a bad year for him. No. I, I look, I don't like the team. No, I don't pink. like the team. No. Um... To me, no. they just make up the numbers, That's that team. They're, they're a numbers just, team. Yeah, they're a numbers team. They're, they're, they're never likely to be up the front of the, the field. They're there just to make up the numbers, which I personally never understand, but they're there for a reason. Um, the, the reason I give them a B is because you've got to remember they started the year off, year off really shakily because they got bought out by Lawrence Stroll at the last minute, but prior to that, at the end of last year, they were in receivership. Yes, but they have a great facility. They they Force do now, India, but Force India had a really good facility. But you got what's his re- name, uh, Mister Embezzlement. Oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Indian dude. The Indian the, guy. Indian um, dude with a mullet. 
and a player. Yeah, top. what was his name? VJ, VJ, VJ. He um. Well, they were in a okay. So at the end of twenty eighteen, they went into receivership because he's in jail for embezzlement. Because he's in he's in real shit. Oh, he's is he in jail? I think last I heard he was in jail. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. So the the team owner of Racing Point back then they were known as um, Force India. Force India. He got into legal issues that back in India, and you're saying he's in jail now. That's yeah, the he's team owner. Massive embezzlement. That's the team owner, and Sergio Perez. To save the team, actually put them up for um, receivership, and then the team got bought out by Lawrence Stroll, who's the father of Lance Stroll. Stroll okay, who, who's a billionaire, a Canadian billionaire, right? Sorry, it, he's not. It's not all by Lance Stroll. It's all by his company. Oh, there's a company, he's but he's got partners. But he's the biggest shareholder. Oh, yeah, he's so a lot. But but if it wasn't for Lawrence Stroll, that team would have probably been folded. Gone. They would have been gone. Right. So what I'm saying is all development of the 2019 car was suspended because that, that team didn't know if they, were, if they were going to be around and they didn't have any money. Remember, they suspended everything. They yeah. suspended all of it. Yeah, because so, his money all got frozen. That's right. So there was no development of the 2019 car at all. So they basically ran a 2018 car to the midpoint of this season and they released a B-spec car, which was really, truly their 2019 car. And when they released that 2019 car in the midpoint of the season, guess what? They started chasing down Renaults because they've got a Mercedes engine in the back of it. Yep. And the car was actually really good. And Sergio Perez really took a liking to it. And he actually was chasing down Renaults. That's how shit Renault were. And I'm not going back to Renault. They pissed me the fuck off. But I can see your face. Going oh, they shit me. I, I, I want to Renault. We'll do a, you know what we'll do? We'll in January, February, when they launch their new cars and they do winter testing, we'll do a podcast about pre-season, pre-season results and pre-season speculation and all that kind of stuff. Cause I'll talk about Renault in depth in that, on, on that podcast. Right. So just to but, clear it up, his name was VJ Vital Malay. Yes, he's okay. not actually in jail, but he is the subject of extradition efforts by the Indian government to return him from the UK to that's face right. charges of financial crimes. That, that's in right. India. That's right. He's holding himself up in the UK. Well, he's <laughs> is he the, the Ecuadorian fucking consulate. <laughs> is he? I don't know. Oh well, you know what? He's Isn't that what his name was. Oh yeah, he held up for years. Yeah, but he um he's been in the UK for a, a long time. Oh, a long time. Yeah. But as soon as he steps foot in India, he's fucked. Basically. Oh yeah. So accusations of fraud. Yep. He's been released on bail pending further investigations. So they've found him guilty of contempt of court. Wow, he's a lot Mate, of I'll tell you, that team was in turmoil this time but last year. it was year. a great team. It was a great midfield team, team. Yeah. yeah. you know, they were. Yeah, they, but they, this time they last year. had moments where they were doing really well, you know, and if I'm looking at the, uh, whatchamacallit at the moment, and wow, Sergio um, certainly uh, stuck it to him, didn't he? Yeah, Sergio's had quite a. You know what? I Sergio has is Sergio's awesome. actually third on the table. Yeah, he's eighteen to Lance's two. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's one of these people. I've, I've never rated Lance Stroll. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm okay. pretty sure I'm on record okay, so on these. Before we before we go into Lance Stroll, yep. Just to revisit, Force India became Racing Point at the end of last year. Because they got bought out by Lawrence Stroll's conglomerate of, yep. of companies, and he's a major stakeholder or shareholder of the company known as that's now Racing Point. So he's a big, big player in the Racing Point Formula One team. Yep. 
And his son, Lawrence uh, Lance Stroll, obviously is a driver in that team. He left Williams to go to Force India now Racing Point to, to work with his father, father basically, did right? He, did he leave or was he just sort of, you know, no, he looked wait, you Mate, haven't done anything. No, you, you know what? I suppose he, he carries lots I, of money. I'll tell you what happened. I reckon what happened. He went to uh, Claire Williams, the team principal of Williams, and said, you know what? My daddy's buying a Formula One team next year. It's going to be Force India, and I'm leaving this bullshit team to to, to race with my dad because he can do whatever he wants in that team. Because no, who's going to hold him up, right? But the thing about Sergio is he basically defended that team, put him into receivership to buy him the, buy them more time, so somebody could come along and buy them. He, basically, yes. right? Sergio's he's awesome. a great driver. He's oh, awesome. He's, in my scores, he's an A. And you know what? He's been a standout. Yeah, for them. he's an A. And I'll tell you something now, I'll give credit where credit's due. Lawrence Stroll's done the right thing by him by giving him a massive multi-year deal to stay in that team to, what, 2022? It's longer than that, isn't it? Oh, it's bullshit. It's, it's like 2022, 2023. It's the, it's the biggest deal in Formula 1, not in terms of prize, uh, salary, but in terms of length of contract. So, uh, you know what? That's great because I'm glad to see someone like that sticking around for as long as he is. He's, he's a good He's driver. a great driver. So... You're you're giving uh, Sergio an A. An A. Okay, I'm gonna, a good A. I'm still He's... giving him a. I think I said B or B plus. Yeah. Um. Okay, Lance. Lance Stroll, the other driver. What do you? I've never him? been a Lance fan. I know. I know. Um. He, I think he's one of these people who's filling a seat. He's because... a cocky little shit. Well, you said, and he, and you're right. He was originally a paid driver, because remember. Lawrence Stroll came to Williams and, and basically paid Williams a shit ton of money to put him in that seat because no one else would, yep. right? And you and I both, because we've been watching Formula One for so long, we hate paid drivers. Drivers that get, they, they basically bring so much money into a team, a team is forced to basically use them, right? Particularly mid midfield teams oh, it's or lower so end teams because I mean, they're struggling for money. Anyone who's coming into Formula One comes with a certain amount of money. And the more money you have... The higher up the pecking yep. order you become. I yep. mean, it's. I understand Formula One's a very expensive business, and if someone can bring in some bucks, bingo. Yeah, bingo, bango, bongo. But bingo, bingo, bongo. but but the thing is, what would you give Lawrence uh, Lance Stroll? Sorry, I might surprise you with this. He's a C. He's another nothing driver. He he's not a. He's filling a seat. He hasn't done a bad job. He's had some silly mistakes, but he's had no standouts. Yeah, you know, he's just. I'm going to give him a C plus. And I, and I say that because he's been – I think he's actually he's improved. He's consistent. He's consistent and he's improved. And there was a couple of points – this is what I'm saying, how bad Renault were. There were times when Lance Stroll were fighting with Renaults. 2021 Perez's sign. 2022, sorry. That's what I thought. He's actually the longest uh, – I think all of these drivers, or most of them will end most their contract to 2021. Sorry, end of 2020. That's right. So all of these drivers are going to scramble for seats in 2021 – Except for Sergio Perez, he's locked in. He's locked in. But you know what? He knows he's not going to go into a top-tier team now. because His he time's had his, over. Well, he had his chance he at had McLaren, his chance, yep. and, and he did silly things and in he's, McLaren. He's the first one to all admit it yep. that he... He's, he's admitted it. Yeah, he's, he's admitted been, it. Beyond the grid he was on, he admitted it. He yep. was stuffed up. He was too young. He was too yep. cocky. Yep. Yeah. And, he, and he did silly things against uh, Jensen Button, and... Uh, yeah, he cracked under the pressure of McLaren, and that ruined his chances, basically. He's never going to be in a top-tier team now. No, but I think he's a great development driver for whatever they call him. Oh, hell yeah. A racing, racing point. point. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, Alfa Romeo racing Ferrari. 
I'm going to say for these guys, I'm going to say a C minus. Um, I was going to say C minus, maybe D plus. I think they started the year out really well. Yeah, they did. Um, but they've done nothing at the end no, of the season. It's, they've gone backwards. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't understand. Yeah, they no. had such a strong start to the season. They've, I thought we were going to see some good stuff, but they've just been that midfield, actually bottom of the midfield pack. Well, really, well, they, they are because well, actually at the start of this season they were the up near the top of the midfield. Yep, they're actually beating Renault at some places, um, and so the, towards the end of the season they went way backwards. Yeah, and I don't know happened. why because. They're they're basically a Ferrari feeder development team, team feeder yeah. team. Yeah. So they they've got Ferrari engines in the back, which is awesome. They've got Ferrari bits and bolts from previous years bolted onto it, um, and so they're likely to be competitive midfield teams. But towards the end of the season, they were way at the back. It's like they've done no development over the year. They, no, they haven't really gone anywhere. No. I mean, I think everyone else has stepped up around them, but they've just kept on a, yeah. a sort of... And they've of got a good team too. Like, is it Fred Vasseur, who's the... Um, team principal. Team principal. He's awesome. They're, they're, and they've got a great facility. Sauber Engineering it, uh, is great. That's where Formula One goes to the wind tunnel. If that's Formula right. One wants to do anything, they go to their wind yep. tunnel. Yep. It's, it's considered the greatest weird tunnel here. Well, they, they, they supply midfield teams that don't have wind tunnels. And so Sauber, which were the original team owners... Uh, they they use rent they rent wind tunnels yep. right mm. so they earn a lot of money from that and uh, Alfa Romeo came into it from Ferrari to, I, I think to get more of the feeder team uh, teams than than like what Red Bull have done you know Red Bull used to have obviously they got Toro Rosso yep. and so they've got you know younger drivers that can develop. Uh, teams, and then they can come into the senior Red Bull team, and Ferrari have started to do that. Yes, and that's and that's, that's really Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo, right? But for whatever reason, I believe so. There was an interview I watched, and one seat in the Alfa Romeo team is reserved for Ferrari. Yes, so Alfa Romeo gets to decide on one seat. Ferrari get to decide on the other seat. That's right. So, which I believe is Giotani. Yeah, and Alfa went with Kimi. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know the the. the the seasons towards the end are really, really bad for them. They were really poor. They, they were really nothing. poor. Yeah, not what I was expecting. No, after the start of the season, I was expecting them to be not in the top three, but definitely fighting higher in the middle pack. Yeah. Not expecting them to be playing. Hello. Hey, man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, man. I got you on the the magic box so we can Ooh. finish off this podcast because we had a technical issue, which was all my fault. <laughs> so. All good. Okay, man. The technical issue has been resolved. However, you're now uh, via satellite. satellite. (laughs) Like in the old days. Remember in the 80s? We got him via satellite. Satellite. I got Rocket Russell via satellite to finish the podcast after our technical issue the other day. So, where we're up to is Alfa Romeo and the drivers. So, we've got Kimi Raikkonen and we've got uh, Antonio Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. I'm going to give Kimmy a solid B. Oh, he's Kimmy. Yeah. He's, I think the team's tapered towards the end of the year. Yeah. But I think Kimmy's, Kimmy's Kimmy. He's always, he's always good. He's definitely a solid B all the way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Givenazzi, I, I don't – see, he's probably a C. He hasn't actually done anything to stand out, has he? 
No, I think Giovinazzi's a C for me as well. He's a guy that I actually at one point thought he'd be on the chopping block, um, but they're right. retaining him. Yeah, well, I, I think there's reasons behind that because whoever they wanted to replace him lost supercar points because of his super, super license points. Oh, okay. So he's off the grid for another year. Oh, okay. So, you- yeah, if we've, I'm sure if his points had stayed, he probably would have been entered into it, but... Yeah, with the points wiped out, he was out. So yeah, and going back to Kimmy, I think Kimmy's done what he needed to do. He's led the team. He's provided obviously a lot of technical input, but it's very hard to shine with a car that I think was definitely fading towards the end of the year for whatever reason. Yeah, it started off well. Didn't yeah, it? it did, and I don't know what happened to it. No, and like no, I was saying I before our technical issue, uh, they were actually hunting down Renaults. At the start of the year, like comfortably. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought it was going to be a really good year for him. I thought, oh, here we go. We've um, come in, you know, and come in strong. But, I don't know, it just faded at the end of the year. Yeah. And Antonio, I think he did what he needed to do. Um, he's not a rookie. He definitely was in it before uh, this year. Um, but he was, um, I, I'm not impressed with him still. I know Ferrari have got sights on him for later on in his career, but I don't particularly think he's that great at the present. So No, he hasn't done anything. And I, uh, I don't know, there's that much news going on at the moment with drivers in 2020, 2021. Who knows who's going to be in and out? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's interesting. So are you satisfied with what we said about Alpha before and yeah. now after the technical issue we had? All right, cool. Yeah, we yeah. move on to Hass. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give Hass a D. Uh, see, I was thinking F plus D minus. Um, I think they're, they're, they went the wrong way. And yeah. they've been the first ones to admit that. that they Aerodynamics, they went the wrong way. And over one lap, they're okay. But over race distance, it's it struggles. It can't heat up its tyres. It's... Well, this, this year was the first year I think their organisational structure really showed how difficult it is and how uh, disjointed it is because they get their chassis from the US via Dallara. They do yeah. wind tunnel testing in Italy That's with right. Ferrari. They do, they've got headquarters based in England, in the UK, sorry, and... Um, they, they, they're all over the place, and I think to try and put all those pieces of the puzzle together, they struggled this year, and it was yeah, probably think, their worst you know, season. Losing their major sponsor partway through the year probably oh, didn't yeah. help either. I forgot about that. That's a big one. Yeah, poor old um, Dick Energy. Yeah, well, that was always a bit weird. And see, the due diligence of the guy that signed off on that at the start of the year, didn't they didn't do their job because that should never have been. That should never have been, you know, and and for it to go on as long as it did, and it was a bogus product, really, and it was a bogus organisation, and they promised Haas money, it's really, I think, put Haas's uh, reputation a little bit to you know in in repute. I got to say, yeah, I don't think they've done well. No, it's you know, yeah, but you know, look, at the end of the year, as what's his name, Magnuson said, I'll be glad to see the back of this car. Yeah. Yep. So, I think they both yeah. did. I think Grosjean and Magnussen, who, the, who, who are the drivers, we'll get to them in a sec, they both said 
in interviews that they wanted to be rid of this car as quickly as they could. Um, it was yeah. the worst season Hass has had since I think they've been in Formula One since 2015, haven't they? And uh, yeah, third or fourth year, yeah, yeah, something like that. And this is definitely their worst worst year by far. Really, really poor. Yeah, and, and yeah, let's hope they can pick it up for next year because I actually don't mind seeing how out there. We need them, mate. I think I think Formula One wants them in there because they're a they're a US team. Yes, and now Formula One being US owned, yeah, you know, yeah, I think it makes sense. And look, I think they've got a good team. I mean, they seem the what's his name, Gunter, Gunter, Gunter Steiner. Seems like yeah, he seems like a really switched on kind of guy. Knows what's going on. Um, I question their driver lineup, but we all question. Grosjean having a seat. Yeah, we'll get to them in a sec. Yes. But I'm with you. I think Gunther Stein is a a good player. He's a good he's a serious guy. He's um he's a guy that's leading the team really well. Yeah. And uh so behind the pit wall, I think they've got good people. Um but I think the way they've structured that that organization this year is showing how difficult it is to get their car bolted together to put be put on a track to to race on Sunday. I don't oh, think it's working. Way. You know? You've worked for a global company. Mm. You know, when you've got a team in this country doing this bit, and a team in this country doing this bit, and a team in this country doing this bit, it's it's hard to you know gel all those things together. Yeah, yeah, it ha- uh, it, it is, and I, I just don't think it's working for them. It's it's going to be really interesting to see next year how they go. I, I don't know if they can. Well, I, I'm sure I'm sure they can recover. It's just a matter of how much they can. I, I think they know what the problem with the car was. I think their issue was just getting their very disjointed organisation to work together to fix it in a timely yep. fashion. I think that's what hurt them this year. So, yeah, they're a D for me. You, sorry, what did you give them again? Uh, D minus, F plus, uh, they've just done nothing. Yeah, and the drivers, we've got Grosjean and, and Magnussen. I'm giving Grosjean, uh, I'm giving him a D. I'm giving a Grosjean, how do you still have a seat? What, what does that equate to? <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you say? You gave him... I'm, I'm giving him, how does he still have a seat? So I don't know what that equates <laughs> yeah. to. Well, you know what? That's the interesting thing. I don't think Haas are really serious by keeping Grosjean and Magnussen together yet again as another partnership for another year because they had the chance of getting rid of... Uh, Grosjean was out of contract, wasn't he? And they re signed him. Contract and they re signed him. And the worst part was it was during the time that you know everyone found out that Hulkenberg had come up. So. That's right. That see, you know what? If they were serious, they would have dumped Grosjean and got Hulkenberg in. And Hulkenberg would have been awesome for that team. I think I think the problem with Hulkenberg is and you know, there was a couple of teams there that probably had an option to grab him. I think money. Yeah, he wanted too much money. He yeah, wanted he did. too much money. He did. Uh, Grosjean and still be bringing money. I don't think he'd be that big a paid driver. I think he still has to be supplying a bit of sponsorship. So, yeah, it makes sense in that sort of light. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, he just... The problem with Grosjean this year was he's always been guilty of it, but this year particularly so. He whinges way too much. And then he oh. insults the pit mechanics and the people that work, these crew, that have worked really yeah. hard on his car. Look, there was a, I can't remember what race it was where he crashed the car significantly in, I think, qualifying or P2. It and was he, P2, wasn't it? Yeah, and then he got on the uh, the radio during the race and said, this is the worst experience, worst car I've ever driven. I can't wait to finish this race. I can't stand this car. 
And then Gunther Steiner, being Gunther yep. Steiner, got on the pit wall and said, well, it was no you know, party for the, for the crew last night rebuilding your car after you crushed it. So yeah. there's a lot of tension, and I was amazed, gobsmacked, they kept him for another uh, couple of years. Amazed. Yeah, so um, yeah, I can't. I would have footed the bill for. Oh, exactly. I would have footed the bill for Hulkenberg because you know Hulkenberg wouldn't say that shit. You know he wouldn't. No. You know he's, he's a good development driver, and I mean it's not like Gene doesn't have enough money. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And, look, he's no Penske money, but you know half money's still pretty damn good. I totally agree, dude. And you know what? I'm. This is why I think Haas isn't serious. I think if Haas was serious about going forward above the midfield, they would have dumped Grosjean and got a guy like Hulkenberg in, a guy that's still hungry to, to succeed in Formula 1, that wanted to be in Formula 1, and would actually develop the car a lot better than, you know, Grosjean. I, I just yes. Grosjean, to me, just makes up the numbers. That's it. And yeah. He's a numbers driver. He's a numbers driver. And that you know once he was linked to go to Ferrari, don't you? I know. And that's still... Shocking. God, I'm glad that didn't happen. Same. I would have been pissed off if he had gone to Ferrari. I don't know what happened with that. I know at some point he was really closely linked to go there, but it didn't work out. And I'm glad it didn't work out. But yeah, he was. He was. he's just been terrible this year. So I gave him, what do they say, C? I gave him a C- minus or something, I think. Oh, no, D. Uh, I gave him a D, sorry. D. Yeah, I, I do. gave him a, how do you have a seat? So I reckon, how do you have a seat equals a D minus? <laughs> yeah, I gave him a D. Magnuson, I'm going to give Magnuson a C minus. Yeah, um, C, C minus, definitely. Yeah. He's, again, he's just a, it's like he's made up the numbers. He's yeah. a good driver. He's a great, day, he is. He's a great driver. He is. Yeah. But I just, you know, this, I don't know if it was the car. I mean, they had a lot of problems with the car. It's it's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I think Magnussen's a good driver that's just had a really, like, had a bad luck in his career. And he's had, well, he's had bad luck in his career and he's had an average year because the car didn't really allow him to do anything with it. But you've got to remember, Magnussen once drove for McLaren, you know? Yes. Back in 2014, I think it was. And uh, since then, he, he landed in Haas and that looked... Not too bad of a deal back in 2016, 17, when they were doing okay as a midfield team. But now that car's gone backwards. And um, unfortunately, Magnus can't shine in that car. Um, I I think he's not a bad driver. I just think he's running out of time to prove his worth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I I say C, you say, what was Uh, it again? C minus. C minus. Okay, so we're pretty similar on that. Let's go to Williams. I'm giving Williams an F. Plus. (laughs) Plus. <laughs> they finished yeah. last in the Constructors' Championship, and need I remind you, they only got one point for one the point. entire championship. One yeah. point. And um, Haas got 28. That's how bad things are for Williams. Yep. Yep. It has been um, a shocking year. This is a hard one for me because, you know, this is... I know life. you love them. Oh, I love my Williams. They're, they're always the, the underdog, you know, the battler. I think this year has probably been one of the... Actually, I think it is the worst season I can remember ever. I mean, we're talking about a team that's won 16 championship titles. Yeah, they dominated the 90s. Yeah. You know, seven of those drivers. The third most successful team on the grid, and they had a year like that. And an F-plus, I think, is actually doing an honour. 
Um, I, I'm going to go as far as an F minus. Yeah, what did I say? F. I said, F, said plus. F plus. Yeah, yeah. F plus. I'm yeah, F so. minus. I mean, look, they were on the back foot from the start. I mean, they were what day and a half, two days late for testing. Yeah, and remember, you know, two days, two days late for testing. That's fucking bad. Yeah, and remember, really, that one point they got was based because uh, I think uh, what was it? Someone got disqualified ahead of them. Oh, they had a time penalty. And, there was a time penalty, And Kibitza yep. just snuck into the top 10. We got 10th. Yep. But there was a point, really, without that penalty ahead of the field, they would have got zero points this year. Yep. And not only that, they're not like, I don't know, three or four tenths off the midfield. They're like three seconds. Yeah. They're not they like... They have got better throughout the year. No. It's not like they're, yeah, a, no. you know, a tenth or two off. They've got... They're seconds off, dude. I'm well aware of all of this, and it's it's uh, it's been a horrible year. There's yeah. nothing that you can't walk out of this year with a highlight for Williams. No, you and can't. Being a big Williams fan, it's it, it hurts. It but, hurts, but yeah, it's Williams. We've been down. They've yeah. been down before. They'll Not like come this. Back. I don't know Not how. Like this, I don't know how you get up from being you know two or three seconds on average a lap slower than the next best team, which is Haas, right? And they're what? Second and a half, and they're a know. second and a half behind the rest of the midfield. So you're really talking what three, four, you know, three to four seconds between Williams and a Mercedes. Yep. How are you going to get that over the winter? You, I don't know how you're going to do that. Um, I've, my hope is that they early on this year went fuck. We've done a wrong thing here, and yeah. they started on the 2020 car earlier on in the year. I mean, I mean, we know they had big problems, so they were late to testing. What was it, the fourth or the fifth race where they actually finished making enough spares for the car to go race? Yeah. And then they started on updates, and then they had that chassis problem where um, they hit that manhole cover. That's right. Yep. And that put them behind on having to make spares again because you know teams don't carry too many chassis with them, and that blew the chassis apart. That's right. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I- it- it's been a rough year. It has it's been. been a rough year. It has. And, and uh, the top, um, the, you know, the only upside I can see is it doesn't get much worse than that. No. Uh, it's up from there, you know. I, or you I hope it's up from yeah. there. Yeah, but I just don't see how they can get themselves out of that, that hole. I, I don't know how they can do it. You know, they might improve and close the gap between, say, Haas, who finished second last this year, but you're still finishing last. And, yeah, no, yeah. you know, that's not good enough. But we'll get to the drivers. Um, we've got Kubica and we've got George Russell. Yep. Uh, I'm giving Kubica, unfortunately, an F+. An F plus. Yeah, he's... Look, I'm going to give him a D plus. Right. And that's purely, you know, I'm, I'm giving him a bonus point because he made it back. I know, I know, I know. I agree. Yeah, he... He's had a shocking year. He's been out-qualified by a rookie in every race. Um, he did get the team's only point for constructors. Good on him for that. Yeah. But, oh, look, he, it's, yeah. what can you do with the car you've got? Yeah, that was a big problem. Yeah, I, I know. But um, the problem is, okay, firstly, it's awesome that he came back from his injuries uh, it's almost a miracle that he did. Oh, dude! It's... But I mean, it really is a a life a, a book that he can write about later on in his 
life and talk about how he came back from all of the injuries that he's had and the adversity and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it makes, it's like a, 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 a movie he could produce, oh, right? It really is. Get back from that. The, the, the terrible accident that he had and, came, and then came back into a, a, a Formula One, it's incredible. But unfortunately, he, he just didn't have uh, – his injury really prevented him from competing, unfortunately, at the end of the day. Because his teammate, George Russell, we'll get to him in a second, was significantly faster in, in that car. Yeah. yeah, and and George Russell outqualified him twenty to to zip. Yeah, uh, beat him in all the races apart from one, which was a bit of a furphy. And that's where which he got that because that was the one point. He that's got, the one yeah. point he got. Yeah, so that's yeah. the that's the shame of it all. I mean, the better driver didn't get a point, but Kubica got one point. But like I said, that was a bit of a furphy. And yeah. um, but yeah, it's it, he's he's unfortunately I think he made the right decision. He says he. Is retiring from Formula One now at the end of this year, uh, but I, I think maybe Williams. Kind I don't of, think. I think Williams might have much said, of a choice. No, exactly. I think Williams might have said something. I think Claire Williams might have had a polite word to him. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And look, yeah, hats off to getting back. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here at the moment um, via satellite, reading <laughs> some of his some of his injuries, and you know. We've got uh, partial amputation of his forearm, compound fractures to his right elbow, sh- right shoulder, elbow, and leg. Yeah. Yeah, it was stuck in the car for over an hour. I didn't realize he was stuck in the car for over an hour. Yeah. 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 I, I just remember hearing he almost lost, lost his, was it right hand? He almost yeah, lost yeah. it. He severed his right hand, basically, and he almost lost yeah, it. Yeah, partial amputation of yeah. his forearm. Yeah. So to get back and drive a Formula One car with all the G forces and all the other demands is incredible. But unfortunately, oh, back to that fitness yeah. level. But unfortunately, yeah. it might have been best if you didn't come back. Yeah, see, it's like that. Um, it's a bit like, like that. Yeah, it's it's like when Schumacher came back from the stadium. yes, yeah, it was. You know, you didn't need to come back. No, people people fucking respect you, dudes. You know. Yeah, <sighs> I know. Yeah, so. so we'll move on from, from his tale of woe to a tale of success, really, in George Russell, one of the other oh, rookies. Georgie. We'll get to rookies in a minute. Uh, yeah. George Russell, I'm going to give him a solid B. Yeah, no, B plus. Okay, I cool. think he has, for a car that has been horrible, Yep. Um, he's shone, he's interviewed well, he's... He's done everything. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's interviewed well. Yep. He's done test drives for Mercedes during the year because he's a Mercedes driver. Um, we, we just had the Abu Dhabi test days for the new tyre compound, which is a joke. I haven't um, got into that myself yet. That's another rabbit hole. Oh, it's a massive rabbit mm. hole because the teams have rejected the 2020 tyres. Uh, on what basis, running. man? Uh, I was just reading it before we um, the satellite hooked up, <laughs> but they're not happy. They're not happy with the 2020 tires. The teams have rejected them, and FIA has come out and said, "Okay, well, we'll run the 2019." Tires. Oh, okay, okay, yes. All right, so I'll, I'll get into that more. Maybe next time yeah. I get you on on the podcast and we talk about Formula One, you can tell us yeah, why well, that happened. Yes, we'll have to do more research. They come out this morning, so yeah, yeah. So this is yeah. like uh, when we do our preseason. Or maybe winter testing thoughts and speculations or something like that in January or February yep. when they start happening. We'll, we might talk about why they rejected the 2020 yes, we'll proposed tyres. 
gives us more time to read up on it because yeah. it's only just happened. Yeah, but cool. um, look, I, I look, I rate George Russell. Um, I, I think he's a future champion. Um, I think he's doing his time in Williams. Um, he's probably not shone like the other rookies have this year, like Lando Norris, Albon. Uh, but he hasn't had the car behind him to shine, which is strange. This is something that I've wondered: is how does the F two champion end up in the shittest car out of all three of the? Uh, because he's a affiliation with Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. yeah. So you got to remember. Unfortunately, the way it looks now is that Williams is becoming a bit of a feeder team for Mercedes, and yep. George Russell. I know he's having a rough time now, but he's got a really bright future ahead of him because he's still a Mercedes-affiliated driver. And yeah. so his future looks bright if anything ever happens up the top there in Mercedes land. That was one thing I did find quite interesting during the year was the two tyre test days they had during the year. So you've got Esteban Ocon as your test driver, but instead of getting him out to do the tyre test, you drag George out of the other team yep. and had him do the tyre test. Well, that's because... This, uh, was before, this was before Ocon signed with Renault. Yeah, but I think because um, the paint was not quite dry on that contract with Renault and Mercedes knew that he was probably going to leave the fold at some point. Yep. Um, there's still a link with Ocon and Mercedes. There still is a link. Um, it's just that oh, he's Toto. now with Toto. Yeah, he's still managed by Toto. So he still can come back to Mercedes quite easily, but he's now a fully-fledged Renault driver, which is good for him. I think it's good for Renault too. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think George Russell, he's, he's still got the tethers very much tied to Mercedes and he'll benefit in the future. And I don't think this season's going to really worry him too much. I think he's done everything you said. He's, he's been probably the star of, um, of the paddock in a lot of ways, especially in the press. He's never once had a, you know, a, a, a frown. He's gone, oh, well, you know, I'm in Formula One. I'm happy. Yeah, the car's yeah. shit, but oh, well, we're 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 going to move on. We'll yeah. progress. We'll do this. We'll do that. Yep. So yeah, I actually say all three rookies this year have impressed me with their interviewing skills. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they're the new future. You know, Max Verstappen yeah. was the first wave of that. You know, those first wave of youngsters that came into Formula One and they could um, they could really present well. Had cool heads. You know, nothing ever really phased them. And yep. uh, they also had the skills on the track to match it. And uh, so these young kids coming through, they're bred like, they're basically bred to do that, you know, from day one. Um, yeah. So all of these young guys, they've, they've, they've been up so cool, you know, very much the cool customers. Oh, yeah. So do you want to get to the rookies now? Do you want to go through? Yeah, did we give George a, I gave him a B plus. You I? gave him so, a yeah. B. I gave, B plus, I gave him a B. So I, yep. I'm, I'm done with Williams, are you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've wasted too much time. Yeah, I think we have too. Now, the last thing we wanted to talk about, and we're going to do it via satellite, which wasn't our original plan. Our original plan was to get this shit done in one day. (laughs) Um, Rookie of the year. Okay, so let's go through the rookies. Okay, we've got George Russell. Alexander Albon. Alexander Albon, and we've got Lando Norris, yeah? Lando Norris, yes. Okay, so... I don't have a drum a drum roll sound effect. If I did, I'd be playing it now. Ooh. Okay, so my rookie of the year is Lando Norris. Dun dun dun. dun dun dun. Which was also the inside line rookie of the year, I believe. Oh, okay, well, I didn't know that, but I'm just 
basing that on the fact that I think he's... The reason why I say that is because, well, firstly, it's easier to shine in a McLaren than it is in a Williams. Yes. Um, but I think that he's shown that he's as good as a much more experienced counterpart in uh, Carlos Sainz Jr., who, who yep. was his teammate at McLaren. Uh, yes, he got out-qualified by Carlos. I think he got out-qualified no, by no, Carlos. No, no, he ended up oh, winning. He ended up beating Carlos, yeah, but in the races, yep. the race results. Oh, in the races. Race yeah. results, he kicked his ass. Yeah, exactly. So, so Lando, Lando did really well. So Lando beat him in qualifying, but in the race results, Carlos Sainz beat him. So tit for tat. That's what I mean. Yep. It was a very competitive pairing. And oh, being in the pressure of a, of a McLaren that's performing well, certainly better than it's, um, you know, a Renault which supplies engines to McLaren, the eyes were really on him and he was as cool as, he was a cool customer. So for me, yeah. Lando Norris gets the nod. I could have easily said Alex Albon because Alex Albon, you know, did well enough to get the nod from Dr. Helmut Marco to go to, uh, Red Bull proper, the senior team, and then be the teammate for Max Verstappen. Um, yeah, and has kept that seat. And has kept yeah. that seat, but it's not been long enough for my liking. Uh, I would have liked to have seen more time at the Red Bull senior team alongside Max Verstappen for me to make my judgment on him yeah. being Rookie of the Year status. So we won't get that opportunity now. That's fine. Um, and unfortunately, I, I really do think George Russell's a superstar in the future. But unfortunately, he just couldn't shine in a in a Williams this year. No, no. Well, I've 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 gone Albon. Oh, you've gone Albon. I'm surprised by um, that. Oh, look, I've my heart's George. I, I thought you'd say I, George. I thought yeah, you'd say um, George Russell. My heart's George, but I've actually really enjoyed Alex Albon as well during the year. I think he has done some great drives, um, getting promoted, like you said, to the, the speed team. Yep. I'm um, same as you. I would have liked to have seen him stay at Toro Rosso maybe for the rest of this year and been promoted next year. I understand the Red Bull, you know, had to do something because they were unhappy with their driver lineup. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think where he, what race was it, where he did the exact same qualifying time as Max Verstappen? Oh, that's a, Great question. I can't remember. Was it not, was it Brazil? Of, oh, I, can't I can't remember. I can't remember. But it was the exact same qualifying time as Max Verstappen. That was like, I think that's what cemented it. You know, I'm good well, and I can do this. I can. I can. And li- I actually really feel sorry for him because fucking that dirty, dirty Mercedes driver. You know, giving him that knock on that last corner. Oh there yeah, for yeah. His first podium. That was harsh. Yeah. Well, you know what? I can live with your decision because. He is held strong where others have faulted. This is Alex Albon. So he's yeah. retained his seat where others have come up against uh, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull and have faulted yep. and ended up being given the flick by Dr. Helmut Marco. And uh, yep. he's retained his seat for now. So he's done better. He's done more than Kvyat ever could. He's done more than Gasly could. Um, yeah. So I, I don't disagree with your, your uh, decision on that. Uh, I just think Lando Norris. I don't know. For some reason, I just think he's he's really um, oh look done a lot more for award it. for team of the year. Yeah, he's in my team of the year. I yeah. think they have had one of the best years out of all the teams. They they've impressed me the most. So if I was giving out a team award, I'd give it to McLaren. I would too, actually. If you're going to create that category, and we'll do it now, why not? Um, I agree why with not? you, man. I agree. McLaren have had the they've, they've been team of the year. They've done way more 
impressive things than anybody would have given them credit for at the start of the season. And I yep. think their driver lineup has definitely impressed. Because you've got to remember, Carlos Saints came from Renault, was on the out, really. You know, he, he'd gone from the Red Bull family to Renault, and then Renault sort of kicked him to the curb. He ended up at McLaren, and he's landed on his feet there. And Lando Norris was a rookie, came in and, and, and did, you know, nearly as well as a... job. Exactly. Nearly. They, you know, the year has... I mean, well, I'm looking at the constructor standing at the moment. So Mercedes, 739, Ferrari, 504, Red Bull, 417, McLaren, Renault. 145. Yeah, yeah and incredible. Under them is Renault. Yeah, 91. Renault. Yeah, that's right. You know, they they beat their, Sean, the works the manufacturer team. team. Exactly. That's a big blow yeah. to Renault too. That really uh, is. Massive blow. Yeah, yeah. And don't you forget know, too, Renault might have got pipped by the post um, at the end by um, Toro uh, Rosso. Cause Toro Rosso was, what, six points behind they were. on 85. Yep. Yeah. That's right. It. it yeah. Um, yeah, McLaren would have been in my standout for you. They Team of the year for me. I totally agree with you. I really do. Um, so, you know what, Rocket Russell, we finally got there. We got through all the categories yeah. we wanted to talk about. I didn't want to go through what race of the year it was and all that shit. I, I can't remember it, you know? No. Nah. No, nah, I can't remember. But, you know, yes, we've got through the year. Yeah, we got oh, through we got it, man. Through. Yay. Yay to us. Fuck, we did it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a marathon. What a marathon of a podcast. We finally did it's it. Been a, it's been interesting. Now I've got to edit out. the shit and put it up to on the internet. That'll be the next uh, little challenge I've got for myself. It's funny how we normally whip out two in a day and what we've managed to do one over how many days? Uh, four or five. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And a lot of it, of course, was all my fault. But Rocket oh, Russell, mate, thank you firstly for uh, the weekend before you know what happened with that i appreciate that thanks for coming back uh and and getting on the satellite and telling me about or talking to me about the rest of our categories and awards and whatnots with formula one for 2019 for the season thanks for being part of the podcast this year too i've appreciated it you've been a star i'd give you i'd give you an a plus Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. I'm blushing. I know. Like, I'm always tearing yeah. up here. <laughs> I know. Right. Uh, so, yeah, mate, thanks right. for being it's part a of it. Congratulations uh, on the 50 again to yep. you and my favourite sock puppet. Thank you. Thank you, Rocket <laughs> Russell. It's been a pleasure working with you this year. That's right, sock puppet, Jason, relaxation, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll let right, you. Dude. I'll let you go. And uh, thanks again for your help this year. No problems. We'll chat soon. We'll chat soon. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Goodbye, crowd. Have Thank- a good Christmas to all those people. If we put this up before Christmas, I'll, pe- I'll be Christmas. putting it up before then, man. If he doesn't put it up before Christmas, I hope you enjoyed your Christmas. That's right. Thanks, satellite, <laughs> for working. You fuck. <laughs> yeah, look on the satellite. <laughs> all right, man. I'll catch you later. Right. Chat soon. Chat bye, soon. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. Thanks, Rocket Russell. Thanks for the two people who have been listening to this bullshit podcast. Thanks, for Dad, for letting you use your garage. I'm sorry I read about Formula 1 in 2019. I can't hold it. Lots of things have shit me this year, like Renault's performance. It's been a fucking disgrace. It's something that needs to be improved on, and Haas is an absolute fucking abomination, let alone Williams. And hopefully next year we get more exciting races, but I fucking doubt it because the regulations stay the same. We'll find out in in only a couple of months. And until then... You can roll it, monkeys!